But, okay, here we go. Yeah, but I want those other files too, if you can. Uh, now I uh, I didn't uh, I didn't save it. You didn't save I, it because I, I, oh, I wasn't okay. recording. I wasn't recording when we were trying to start. Okay, so yeah. here we go. <clears throat> All right, for real this time. Let's do it. For real, for real, real. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Fantastic Forum. It's just like Supernatural, but with three chicks. I like my Supernatural with two dudes. Hot ones at that. They waxed his whole body for this picture. I'm going to put it in the chat. They waxed his... You could, you could tell they waxed his face, and he's got that 5 o'clock chest. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy can't get that hair off. Like, I don't like Bendis. Like, you just told me to pick up Bendis' good load. I only watched like 24 episodes, 24 minutes of the first episode. What did you think? I was mad as fuck. I'm just teasing you today. I'll blow your load next week. What the hell is happening here? It went from Fantastic Forum to Penthouse Forum. I'm like, no, Penthouse Forum has adults. <laughs> I don't know what y'all were doing. And it was fake. Wow, it's like Eskimo Buddies for TV. Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live, Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, on allgames.com. The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Its pulsating sounds penetrate deep into your ear canal to stimulate your cochlea in ways no other show can. This is your final warning. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool. I got the keys where I just come in and you know, comment on the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's family. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! What's better than number one looks like? I guarantee you blow the load back to shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum, assemble. Welcome back on this lovely Wednesday, just like every other Wednesday when we're here, bringing you the latest and lamest in comic book news, entertainment, gossip, some pop culture talk, some TV talk, uh, some gender identity, like confusion talk. But yeah, we're here once again. I'm alone on the feed, almost, with, you know, the eponymous Tiger Claw. 
manning the boards all the way from Hialeah, Florida. Say hello, Tiger Claw. What's up? It's just the two of us tonight, give or take. We have a great show for you today. Uh, Lawrence is late. We accidentally called Oz and Jay. That's part of the reason we started late, because they are like, you guys are forgetting we're not going to be on today. And then Joe laughed at something Tiger Claw said. And then I was mad because it didn't happen on the air. But I digest. Move right along. We still got a show to do. I promised you last week that I was going to review some of the TKO comics that I've read. Fortunately, I only read the one that I talked about last week. Lawrence read one, but he's not here. He says he's going to be late, but in Lawrence fashion, when he's late, maybe he might not make it. But here we are. Got a great show for you today. There's a lot been happening. Into the Spider-Verse came out this weekend. Got to see that. Um, I finished Elseworlds, the CW Arrowverse event, which, you know, everybody says is so great. I'll tell you what I really think about it later in the show. I am reviewing Aquaman, the Qua, number 43. It's Kelly Sue DeConnick's uh, take on the... Uh, Blonde, swarthy, swashbuckling, undersea dweller king. Um, I'll be talking about that. There's a lot of shit to talk about. Luckily, it's because I'm alone. So it'll be easier to extemporaneously, diuretically spew my thoughts to you, the audience. For which I thank you for lending me your ears. Um, on to business. There's ways to get in on the action, get part of, be part of the show with your comments and concerns. One of them is chat. We have a Discord chat, the All Games channel on Discord. You can hit that by going to the URL, allgames.com slash live. There's also uh, a Skype line. Usually it's Fantastic Forum on Skype, but not today. Today it is All Games Space Network. That's two words. All Games, one word. Network, two. Key that in. Tiger Claw will pick up on you. And you can uh, it's all discuss games what network, we're discussing. It's All Games Network, oh, really? one word. Yeah, no, no space in between. All right. All, all games network, no, no space, I guess. Well, for me, it showed a space, but the man says there's no space. There's no fucking space. All right. Okay. Um, so no space. Also, the show is brought to you proudly by the good people at Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's Comics is South Bay and L.A.'s premier comic book shop. They got all sorts of things there you can buy. Mainly comics, but also collectibles and knickknacks and all this cool shit to adorn your dorm room, man cave, or bathroom, or in my case, my dresser. Uh, yeah. So that's that. Larry's calling me, but I'm gonna hang up on him. And Tiger Claw, you 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 go ahead and call him. Um. Also, while we're on the subject of Jeffrey's Comics, I want to wish a very happy birthday to the man himself, Jeffrey of Jeffrey's Comics. I don't know how old he turns, but today is his birthday. So whoever calls him 
at 310-538-3198. That's the number to call Jeffries and place your orders, get your comics sent to you directly. Buy three trade paperbacks, get the fourth one free. Whoever calls them first and wishes them a happy birthday from us gets a free comic book from me, your host. And, uh, yeah, I am joined on the line by somebody with a lot of ambient noise, Mr. Larry Young. Hey, I, I got a lot of ambient noise. Yeah, there's, like, people stomping around or something. Or I'm, I'm using... I'm using a headset. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't look. I don't even hear any. There's, there's literally nothing else on or anything in this room. So it might just be the headset. It's the acoustics. With the even headset. though, really, you think so? Yeah, like if you move your foot, like go ahead, tap your toe, like you're hearing a nice ditty. You hear anything? Oh yeah, man, that's terrible. You're hilarious. <laughs> no, I didn't hear shit. I don't know what it was. Maybe you were, you were shuffling around. Your microphone was rubbing against your shirt or some shit. Yeah, that's but, probably what it was. Is it still yeah. doing it or no? No, no. You're good now. Okay, good. Yeah, Lawrence is here. So now Damn. all the stuff I said I was going to talk about, cut that by a third. Oh, no. And we'll get to I, it. I'll just, I'll just comment on whatever you say, Mo. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's our show, not my show. I agree. You'll have but, mm-hmm but, for that soon, I promise. There's a lot to 2019 talk about tonight. 2019 is the year of mm-hmm. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about tonight since we are on the eve of Christmas. Well, yeah. uh, next week. But aside from that, aside from that, let's, let's get on with, you know, Larry, you said hi already. Let's Hello. I, I, I'm on my contingency plans for being alone with Tiger Claw, so Tiger Claw, play that funky news music. Hold on a second, I forgot to add that. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, play that funky news music, the, white yeah, boy. The, yeah, the, uh, the comic book news music. All right, here we go. And here we go. <laughs> Comic book news. We should have a like, uh, like current. Uh, <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like. Shazam! I was I was getting ready to do it live. <laughs> like you might have had to, man, with the auto tune, the comic book news. <laughs> and all right. In honor of Aquaman, it's underwater. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek, what's on the news docket? Tyreek. Damn it. Did he mute himself? I don't know, but I I told him that he was was running the news. Okay, what's on the news? If you follow (laughs) us on our uh, Fantastic (laughs) Forum Facebook group, you'll be able to find all the latest news that we post on there. Such as famed Aquaman writer says he expects Arthur to lose his hand in the next movie. All right, so I'm going to read this. I got to watch two movies for that shit? Okay, it says here, Peter David, the writer whose take on Aquaman resulted in a long-haired 
bearded version of the hero coming to a theater this weekend says he fully expects Jason Momoa's Justice League member to lose a hand in the next movie. While it was a throwaway remark in his review of the film, David likely voiced something that a lot of 90s comic fans have been thinking after coming out of an early screen of James Wan's directed action film, which has already made more than $250 million at the international box office of, ahead of its opening in North America. I've written a number of characters and put my own spin on them. But unless you're looking at a picture of the Hulk wearing a business suit, there is no other character so clearly identified with, with me as a badass Aquaman with long hair and a beard, David said. It's so obvious a connection that DC not only invited me out of the, to the premiere, but my name appears in a special thanks section in the credits. So basically everyone up to and including <laughs> a publisher acknowledged yeah, I lost my acknowledged that the version on the screen is my guy. I fully expect he'll lose a hand in the sequel. Okay. David's version of Aquaman lost his hand when a villain temporarily stole his power and used them to control a school of piranhas, forcing them to eat Aquaman's left hand. He replaced it first with a harpoon and later with a high-tech retractable harpoon that came with a bonus feature. In the scheme of things, David said that he felt the movie was one of DC's better efforts, although it didn't stand up to instant classics like Black Panther and Wonder Woman. He also said that the film's weakness was its predictability, with nearly everything in the film being familiar territory to fans of the genre. Critics have been bullish on the movie for most part, with 67% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, that is not enough to earn a certified fresh rating like Bumblebee and Mary Poppins Returns. The two movies Aquaman is expected to overtake at the box office this weekend. It is better than most. But Bumblebee is certified since, fresh. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get back to that later. We'll get back to that later. Okay, but it is better than most DC films since Man of Steel. Okay. Uh, uh, the rest of the stuff is about the movie, so th- there's that. So what do you? Guys yeah, they can leave that. Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't know. I, I Oz says he saw it, but if he really saw it, he should have been on the air and talked about it. I'm not going to read any of his comments about it. But if you want to read what he said, join chat, allgames.com/live. And then, that's uh, a pretty low bar to clear. Better than Man of Steel. Yeah, <laughs> look, it's a de- look as far as it being the better DC movies, like. I'll, I'll you know I might give it that, but who cares? Like I, I want James Wan to do. I don't want him to have a bad film on his resume. But um, you know now it's hard to to tell what's good and what's bad because they just go by money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's like you know he's got that Fast and the Furious that he did. That's a bad movie. Like all those movies are bad. I don't care what anybody says, but they're. Uh, he made a ton of money, or he made a ton of money for Paramount or Universal, or whoever the fuck owns that piece of shit. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so angry I lost my breath a little. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, fuck it, you know. 
uh, next story. I, I don't I don't have anything to say about Aquaman other than there was a Prime screening. I didn't get to go see it uh, for people who had Amazon Prime last Saturday. I think that's where Oz saw it. Uh, Larry, did you happen to go be, be able to go see it? No, I, I honestly didn't even realize it was out already. I thought it was out next week. No, but there was that Prime screening for people who have Prime. Oh, oh, got you. No, no. And listen, I got like uh, I got invited to an early screening, uh, not a free one, mind you, but like a, what I guess it, it probably was the Prime screening or something like that. And you know, I was like. You know, maybe if you had given me more notice, maybe I would have went just because, you know, was hanging out with cool people, but and I'm in no... you know, pre-production. <laughs> right, but I'm in no rush to see Aquaman, man. Like, really. Like, I'm I'm tripping out at the idea that are there people that are really like, man, what I really want to see is the, the one-handed 90s, you know, like, like, that version, that Peter David edgy, yeah. extreme version of Aquaman, like, see, there's that's a step that, backwards when you start that Jason Momoa, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I don't know if it's, it's... Jason Momoa is that 90s aesthetic, like, uh, uh, like, embodied, you know? Like, he... Yeah. You, you, you've never watched quality shows where he wasn't buff before, so I'll give, you know, like, he before he was buff, like he he was a nobody. Once he got buff, he got Game of Thrones, became a a sex symbol and and almost like an action symbol, a brooding, deep voiced man like this. That's only good at doing this underwater, doing this with a sword. You know, he was so, in Atlantis, right? Stargate, Stargate Atlantis. I don't know about that, but I know I he was in so. the game. The the TV show? Yeah, that's when he didn't have muscles. Oh, I did not know that. I don't watch the game. Yeah, I said you don't watch quality shows where he doesn't have muscle. <laughs> Wait, is that... What game... What what show is the game? Are you sure you're talking about the um, game? The one, that's the show you're talking about? Yeah, man. That's a quality show to you? Yeah, man. Uh, anything with Orlando, uh, Orlando Jones' wife in it, that's quality to me, man. That's two tissue quality. Cool. <laughs> See, okay. So it's a little sexist mo. Who who is Orlando Jones' wife? The chick from the Sweet Valley High Twins. Sister sister? No. The Sweet Valley High Twins, the white sister sister. I don't like there's a white woman in the game? Yeah. It's the white sister sister, one of them. I don't even think she... You know, I think she does have a twin, actually. What are, we, what are we talking about? <laughs> Look, I wish Joe was on, because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like, Sister Sister is on is on the game, right? I don't know. I don't remember her like, on the game. All Tia, I remember... Tia the one I don't remember that's on was... The... I remember Orlando Jones' wife and Jason Momoa. That's it. And I remember I Jason Momoa because... I remember Jason Momoa because he was on it talking like this. Although he didn't have the muscle to back it up. <laughs> you know, like he was like a wife beater on it. So he oh, talked he's like, I told you to have my food ready. But it's like, man, she could take him. Yeah. That's funny. That's the only what reason the- I remember. That's the one and only episode of the game I ever saw. Well, listen, we'll, we will go with that. <laughs> But yeah, look, again, 
him he that movie would be better if he didn't have a hand in it. Like I, uh, but I'm telling you that right now. Okay, I mean maybe I I don't know I don't know like I just like I it's want... actually like Peter David talking about you know oh they use my but really like if you look at like the Justice League cartoon and that, I think the people that don't want him to have a hand are remembering that episode where he lost his hand in the Justice League cartoon. Because that was the fucking shit, man. That was better than any Aquaman cut comic ever, except for the one that came out this week. <laughs> Wait, Aquaman but... forty three. Why is that one so good? Oh, it's it's the best Aquaman comic ever. Why? Like I just call it the Qua. You dumb. Hashtag okay. the Qua. We're done. Like <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. No, it has no. nothing. It has nothing to do with Aquaman. It's so good. That's it's so good that it's like I didn't realize Aquaman was in it till like halfway through. I'm like, oh shit, that's Arthur Curry. Like it was just a cool story that I didn't even like. It felt like a Vertigo book, you know. Like I'm just watching these people live in fear of the sea, and then oh shit, that's Aquaman. Wait, so what episode of Justice League had him losing his hand? When he lost his hand. Joe, see, I know, again, but... I wish Joe was here because he knows exactly when it happened and it was great. Justice League Unlimited or the other one. I don't remember which one it happened. The in. second one, right? The second I, series? I, look, I don't know which one it happened in. It could have happened in the first. It could have happened in the second. All right, I'm going to go find that. Yeah. But, I mean, you're going to have to use Don't, the, don't mind the, me. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> look, I think you're, you're right, Mo. Next story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, next story, next, Tiger Claw. Okay, the next story. Um, I don't know. Thank if, you for I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to talk about this for a little bit, but a Marvel artist drew a picture of uh, Oscar Isaac as Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Uh, yeah, that is. I don't that's give a shit about. It. Yeah, that's in next story. To, next story. Okay, the next story. Yeah, I have next here, story. The next story I have here. And Wait, this is I what, don't... what? Uh, uh, Larry, what were you gonna say? Why Oscar Isaacs? Because he was the voice in the in the after credit scene for oh. uh, Into the Spider Verse. He was Mike Morales or whatever the fuck. Uh, he, uh, Miguel, uh, Miguel O'Hara. O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I, I I actually saw the scene before the movie because I got to the theater early, and they let me in, and it was like right before the after credit scene, and it played. I'm like, what the fuck? And then, so I watched it, and I realized, oh, it's the after credit scene. And then I watched the movie. Yeah, uh, Big Man in chat says, I remember that episode, in reference to him losing his hand. I remember that episode, he lost uh, he lost it to save his son. Yeah, that was what happened in the episode. It, it made a lot more sense than what Peter David did. I don't want to shit on Peter David, but yeah. It was better than that issue of Aquaman that Peter David did. All right. Uh, I have some actual comic book news this time, for real. Marvel Spider-Man mm, PS4. We'll see. Okay, Marvel Spider-Man PS4 heads to the comics in new miniseries. The best-selling and they're giving him a whole miniseries. Yeah. Okay. The best-selling yeah. and the best-selling and award-winning Marvel Spider-Man video game developed by Insomniac Games for PlayStation 4 will be adapted for comics, comic books in a new 
six-part miniseries set to release this March. Written by That's Dennis, some bullshit. Yeah. It says here, written by Dennis Hopeless. <laughs> he says, yeah. Written by Dennis Hopeless of uh, Darth, Star Wars Darth Vader Dark Version, Visions. And illustrated by Michelle Bandini, X-Men Gold. The upcoming comic book series will retell the events of the game while expanding on previously unseen moments from its story. It will also provide behind-the-scenes content from the acclaimed video game production. Uh, Oz in chat says, uh, Monica has been hot uh, hot and broody since the Stargate Atlantis. I don't know who Monica is. Hey, finish reading the rest here. Uh, While creating... What? While no, creating, go ahead. While creating the game, the writing team's goal was to pay homage to Spider-Man's rich history while also shaking things up to keep players on the edge of their seats. Marvel Games executive creative director Bill Rosenman explains in a statement. Now we're thrilled to see our game's original story swing full circle and come to life in the pages of this all-new comic book series of the mighty Marvel Manor. The miniseries will show Spider-Man finally defeating the Kingpin only for a new threat, the mysterious Mr. Negative, to take advantage of the power vacuum left on New York City's criminal underworld. As the battle for the city escalates, Peter Parker will also have to contend with his ex-girlfriend Mary Jane suddenly re-entering his life. Uh, See, this this is a strange thing to me. Because... I mean, this isn't the first time Marvel's done this, but I feel like the comic book audience for Spider-Man and the video game audience for the the Spider-Man video game, those are the same people with, like, just a few exceptions, I think. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think so, man. no, No, well, what I'm saying is this. If you read comics and... Or I should say, well, I'll say this. If you play the Spider-Man video game, which is a larger audience than the comic book audience, uh-huh. you probably, if you, if you, the chances are that if you're going to buy a comic book, you're already buying comic books. Like, if you're, if you play the Spider-Man video game, I don't think that's going to be the thing that's going to be like, man, this was amazing. I wish there was a way for me to like, Know more about this story, Did and then you, you find out. Spider get it? I haven't yet. I have it. Okay, but I haven't read it. So yeah, you can't. You can't speak fully to that. You can speak to it from playing the game and reading Spider Man, but him and Spider Geddon makes you want to read more of him and play more of him. But here's the point: emphasis that I'm on the and. Right, but here's the point that I'm making. I think it works fine from comics to games in the sense that if you're a comic book reader, then you play the game. You're like, man, this was all great. I want to learn more. I think you're right. Like you and me will buy the comic and be like, okay, this is interesting. But we're not the target audience, I don't think. I think they're trying to get the people that that are playing that game that aren't reading comics. Yeah. And this is not going to help that. Yeah, it might not. But who cares? I get more of Spider-Man. Um, the you know what pisses me off about this story is that they give 
then it's hopeless the wrong credits. What did they say? They said that he did. What What were the credits that Dennis Hopeless gets, uh, Tire Clock? Was it Darth Vader or something or other? And... Uh, it was, let me see. I'm trying to scroll to the page here. I saw it here. Star Wars, Darth Vader, Dark Visions. Yeah, that. Like, they should have led with, uh, what's that book that, that, like, Avengers Battle Royale book? Avengers Arena. Yeah, they should have led with that, and they should have led with Legion of Monsters. That's fair. Even though people would be like, we don't know what either one of those are. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> in the in that process, it's like you got Spider-Man, Dennis Hopeless, and then you got Avengers. That's a keyword. That's a, like anything with Avengers in it is going to uptick, you know? And then Arena, and it's like, what do you mean Arena, you know? So you're going to yeah. boost sales for Arena, and then hopefully get more monster books out of it because I want more monster books. I'm not mad at that, Mo. I hope you get more monster books. Well, yeah, I mean, like, Marvel Marvel hasn't been good with the monster books, but they were good with that uh, that one Doctor Strange saga in Hell and Out of Hell and all that. That was kind of cool. But... Um, Damnation. Yeah, that one. I didn't even finish that, but... Anyway, yeah, I do. I do see what you're saying, Larry. Though, where it's like you're not gonna get like if anything. I, if anything, right now is that into the Spider Verse is gonna bring people into comics in a sense because it's like okay, I want to see like that's. Well, I don't want to talk about Spider Verse too much, but that Spider Gwen is like I can't tell the difference whether if it's the one from the comic. Or it's a new one, aside from the ballet flats. Yeah, it's a new one. How do you know? Cause, like she, she, she. I read Spider Gwen, and don't get me wrong, it's not that there's like the characters are similar, but I would bet a dollar to a dime that's a different version than the one in the comic. Yeah, I mean the age for one. Yeah, not the age, and then also, too, I just feel like, you know, like, the whole dance thing, like, that wasn't really... Yeah. Went but from that, the that, that didn't. But she didn't even really do that in the movie. Like, people did, probably didn't even get that. Like, they could easily mistake Spider-Gwen, that Spider-Gwen, for, for the one from the comics. Like, I almost did, aside from when she mentioned her age. I don't know. Like, when I was looking at the... The montage, like the the montage, like the origin montage that you see for yeah. her, that made me one hundred percent feel like okay, that's not that's not the one from the comic. Well, you didn't. Did you read Edge of Spider Verse? Yeah, I read Edge of Spider Verse. Hmm. I don't believe him. Yeah, I don't believe. <laughs> but why not? I don't know, man. Like. Like to me, like that montage seemed legit. Like except except the the stuff of her saving her father. I mean, but, it's. I must say, it's not. I mean, it was all great. I'm just saying. No, but like with the Peter Parker thing. Yeah, the Peter like Parker thing happened. That's straight. Like even that was almost panel for panel. That's true. You know, like. Well, what about the whole ballerina drum? stuff? But the ballerina stuff, like. I mean, you saw ballerina in the montage. Yeah, 
Yeah, I missed that because I wasn't high. But I did. <laughs> she did mention about the dance stuff. Yeah. When she was trying to train Miles. It feels like it's a bigger part of. Yeah, well, with the character. Flats, the ballet flats. Too. Yeah. Which, is, which is okay. Look, look, again, I don't want to jump into that segment real quick. Like, I don't this quick into the show, but the haircut was one of my gripes, too. And they had an origin of the haircut. They did. Much, is, much to Oz's, much to Oz's happiness. I'm sure. I don't know who Oz is. <laughs> but, but going back to the story we were talking about, you know, Marvel did this same thing, or well, they're doing the same thing, but instead of with uh, uh, the video game, they're doing it with that Wolverine podcast. I don't know if you saw that. Oh yeah, I actually heard but that thing's pretty good. Yeah, no, the Wolverine podcast is supposed to be great, but. They're adapting that into a comic as well. Oh, okay, good. That, so I don't have to download it. Right. And I feel like that makes a little bit more sense because I feel like there's a little less cross-pollination when it comes to those audience. Like, everyone that's reading comics may not necessarily be Maybe. listening to that podcast. So and everyone are... that's listening to that podcast may not necessarily be reading comics. So... But I feel like you have, like, the podcast audience seems, like, more likely to pot- potentially... Say yeah, yeah, let me check out that comic. Like so, I want to okay, see so, how they depict what I they, what I've been listening to. You know what I'm saying? Like the visual representation. So they are adapting that uh, that podcast into a comic. Are they doing it word for word? Like, could you listen to the podcast <laughs> and then look at the comic and see if they say the exact same lines? Uh, like that? that I don't know. I mean, you have to. The read thing the- is, if uh, look, Tyra Claw, like I love you. Thank you for broadcasting. But I read like you read. And if I'm listening to it, I'm not going to be in sync. So I can't listen to it and read it at the same time. So I don't think they, they're going to bother because there's a lot of people like that, you know? Like, people read at different speeds and different levels and podcast, you know, acting something out is different. Like, I mean, you saw 300... I read the whole series in 30 minutes, but I watched the whole movie in two hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's a little tricky. Uh, what you got next, Tyre Cloud? Get to the good stories. Don't, don't okay, give yeah, me no yeah. bullshit. I, I, I have one here that might be good. Okay. Amy Pascal is committed to keeping Spider-Man in the MCU following the release of Far From Home. Okay. Who? Amy Pascal, you know, from Sony Pictures. Okay. Uh, we were uh-huh. never made privy. To she was movie. also on Saturday Night Live. Amy Poehler. Uh, uh, we were never privy to the full details of Sony Picture deal with Marvel Studios, but it's widely thought that the two parties will be taking, talking about what comes next after Spider-Man Far From Home is released. The success of Venom has led many fans want to wonder if Sony might think about taking the hero back, but Amy Pascal appears to be committed to keeping him in the MCU. Ask d- during a recent interview what will happen when the initial deal expires. The producer said this about the possible future of where Spider-Man and the Avengers go their separate ways. I think about crying. I can only hope for a future where things work out. I've known Kevin since he was Avi's very, very quiet assistant 
who for many years sat in that room listening to us and being so much smarter than any of us without any of us realizing. I will say that working with Marvel has been one of the highlights of my professional career. That's got to be a good sign and Vanity Fair notes that if Sony is hoping to have Tom Holland's Peter Parker meet with Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock, it would I, I don't be, want that. I it would be years in the future after Holland's yeah, no, Spider-Man it, it should have happened years in the past. It should have been years in the past. That's very, They don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's very, Okay, that's very interesting indeed and may put the brakes on a crossover and possibly open the doors for another actor being cast as Peter in the Spider-Verse. Okay. Time will tell how things pan out, but right now, the future looks bright for Spider-Man. So yeah, uh, aren't you happy we're going to get more Spider-Man in the MCU? After all? <laughs> well, that's not what she's saying. She's saying they're going to get more Sony Spider-Man once that shit's done. Um, and you know what? Like, I saw Into the Spider-Verse. I don't want to jump into that segment again. This That might be the title of this episode. I don't want to jump into that segment. But, <laughs> um, it, look, Sony, Sony might have found a, a way to do it right. But, yeah, I digest. All right, what other story you got? I, I, you know, Amy Pascal, yeah, like, you know, we all know about the Sony leaks, right? Like, Amy Pascal really okay. doesn't do shit. Okay. <laughs> like, I cut I cut the hair. Her her PR person gets the haircut with me, and I've heard some shit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but, you know, uh, maybe, you know, after another beat or two, but. Okay. I uh, didn't, I, I know that um, Marvel, Marvel is really mad at them for pushing the Spider-Man sequel, like, so hard, so quick, because they, they wanted, you know, they're trying to get, like, the little bit of dr- dramatic tension you could pot- potentially get from Infinity War. Yeah, but, you know, it again, like, Marvel doesn't have a leg to stand on because the day after uh, Johnny Storm died, they were teasing the return, you know what I mean? But that's comics versus movies. No, but it's also, but it doesn't matter. But it's like you know, you know, the hero's gonna save the day. Like I, I even love it because in you know, Larry, you're 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 one of the heathens and unfaithful. You don't read Spider Geddon, but um, you know, they even make a joke about it, like where Superior Octopus is like, oh, what the fuck? Can you stop relying on some Deus Ex Machina? You know, like. Because it's so cliche, you know, and, and I, I That's cool. it it would actually be fucked up if people didn't come back from Infinity War, and you know, ultimately that's what I would like. But you know, we all know how it goes with things. I, I I would like it would be it would be pretty cool if some people did make it. But all right, I mean, group. well, people that didn't have a contract expiring would make oh. more of an impact at this point, you know, <laughs> like. Like that's that's yeah, but yeah. I, again, it's the whole Sony Marvel thing. Like we'll see. Uh, you know, Sony has done nothing. Th- the only good thing they ever did was Ghost Rider two, and then now into the Spider Verse. So Ghost, we'll Ghost Rider two. You still haven't seen it, so don't don't even say it like with that tone. Ghost Rider two. Like you haven't seen it. Do I have to see it to know that it's not good? Dude, dude, like, 
It feels like a Ghost Rider comic. Okay. Like, I'll it watch feels it like day. a Mark Stick Mark Tixera comic. Like Okay. Like there's a scene where he just like you know, he's already a flaming skull and the guy's already terrified and he just like looks and then just screams in his face like real close, like uncomfortable like if he wasn't a flaming skull, it'd be uncomfortable. You know? But he's a flaming skull and he's he does that in his face and then he does like the penance stare. Like that was fucking badass. Okay, I'll check it and, out. And it's the origin of the fire piss. Because <laughs> that's what we were wondering about. <laughs> Where's the fire piss? Where did it come from? Wait, uh, so Mayor, you didn't like Ghost Rider number one? No. I mean, the, the movie? Nobody, nobody really liked Ghost Rider. No, I, I, was I love that movie, man. That yeah, shit's I mean, comedy. Well, it's not supposed Look, to be comedy. Yeah, like <laughs> that's the problem. Ava, Ava Mendes had fake cleavage. Did she really? Yeah, like she Why had she like a pedig- She didn't want to show cleavage, so they put fake ones on her. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, fake or like CG? No, like fake, like latex. Oh, like over stupid. the shirt. Yeah, and, and you know, and again, Nicolas Cage is not the guest, the best choice. But again, it's like he loves comics. Like he changed his name to Cage because he loves comics, you know. He and he changed, you know, he he goes by Nick, not Nick. Well, yeah. Like if you say Nick and Cage, it, it like kind of sounds like Luke Cage because he liked Luke Cage before Netflix liked Luke Cage, you know. Yeah, I mean, I give him props for loving comics that much. Yeah, but so I it, like. It I, doesn't mean he should be. No, active. Like, no, no. I, I love comics. Should I, I be wanna, bishop? No, I don't. Hell yeah, I don't want to. I don't no. want to jump into the next segment early on. But again, he found his comic book property with Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. You know? I, I hear you. Yeah. He was so, a, again, I, I don't want to jump into the next segment. So. Tarkla, hurry up with this fucking news so we can okay, talk uh, about Spider-Verse. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, have you guys seen the uh, trailer for the Hellboy reboot? Hope yeah, it's a piece of shit. Nobody looks like anybody. <laughs> like, tar- like, Hellboy barely looks like Hellboy. He looks like Hellboy with leukemia going through chemo. Um, and then everybody else doesn't look like... And it's, you know, you're talking about... Like, I know you don't read comics, so you don't know what those people are supposed to look like, but you don't know who any of those people are. Like, Ian McShane as the dad of Hellboy, like, I kind of got that he might be the dad, but he could also be the dude, the bald dude from the original thing. Like, you can't tell who anybody is, so I'm waiting to see Liz Sherman. And so I thought Mila Jova, bitch, was uh, Liz Sherman, yeah. and, no, like, the then with, she's the not. with the locks, huh? Yeah, and the shit, and, and it, yeah, Liz Sherman with a British accent. Get the yeah. fuck out of my face with that shit. Like, I, I'm, I, look, I'm down with it, but it definitely like they won me over. We're at like one one minute thirty three seconds. At the end, they did, yeah, they did more yeah. of the fantasy stuff. So it's like okay, yeah. so if you're going with the fantasy yeah. stuff, like, but look, if, if they showed me more of the urban shit. And then just like two seconds of fantasy, that means the movie, the fantasy shit might be a MacGuffin. And that's where we're going to have a motherfucking problem. I want I want the Joss Whedon cut. Wait, wait, what? 
Wait, I want Josh Whedon. He was to, working on it first. No, I just I want him to come in and and reshoot it, re-edit it, and give me a movie <laughs> that's halfway decent. But he couldn't even do that with Justice League. Look, he did it with Justice League. Have you heard that the script that they found <coughs> for the Snyder cut? No. Well, in it supposedly, Darkseid is the one that um, res- uh, resurrects Superman. And gives him the black costume. Why? I, that's what I said. The the guy that told me I was cutting his hair, and he's like, that shit sounds fucking tight, yo. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and I was like, no, that shit sounds fucking retarded. And, and, and then, then he's like, Mo get out my chair. Yeah, I know, no, right? No, he's like no. half a head haircut. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I do a good job. It, it, that's my resume walking out the door, you know what I mean? <laughs> but but and it's a guy like like I got that customer by talking shit about Batman like the trailer for Batman versus Superman. I, I stole it from a stole him from another guy by talking shit about it. So he knows me talking shit is like what I do. You know, I for, with his, his dad's a pastor, so I talk shit about God and everything. He loves it. So um, but yeah, like he he was he was telling me like all the stuff he he read in this supposed leak. Um, which I, I believe it's fake, but nobody's come out to say that it is fake. So there's a bunch of shit. Like you see a, a Green Lantern ring flying around at the end of the movie from the guy that died in the prologue. You know what I mean? And it's I was like that's open for that too. That's that, fucking that, retarded. Yeah, that feels like. I mean, like why are we waiting so long for that to happen? And not like, only that, that Green Lantern in the prologue supposedly they called him from another galaxy because there was no one protecting Earth. Which is again, it's fucking retarded, you know. I, I'm gonna look for this script and I'm gonna tell you yeah. guys about it. Yeah, we'll go find it. And, you and fix, if I don't, fix your PC. What? You fix your PC? Long time ago. Oh, all right. Uh, yep, I see all the porns oh. now. It took that took long enough. Huh. Uh, hey, big, hey, uh, you're a good guy, Tiger Call. You're a good guy. <laughs> uh, big man in chat. Big man in chat says Ghost Rider 2 was better than it had any right to be. <clears throat> I will say the Hellboy trailer, um, I, I think you're right, Mo. Like, you can't recognize just about anybody other than Hellboy. Uh, I, I did not dislike the way Hellboy looked, though. I mean, it, it was definitely, like, it, it felt stylized, like like a, a version of him that I've seen in the comic, you know? It's mm-hmm. different. I recall. And don't get me wrong, it was like, it's Huh? I uh, I'm against when, the cheekbones. When I heard about mm. the Hellboy reboot, I heard specifically that this version was going to be darker and a lot more serious. But when you see the trailer, it pretty much reminds you of the previous movies. The humor and all that stuff. Uh, I wish it did remind me of the previous movies. I, I, I do feel like this trailer doesn't have as good of a balance of the comedy and the seriousness. This one felt a, a little lighter, but that could just be the trailer as opposed to the movie itself. Plus, it's supposed know. to be R-rated also. So like, I don't know how they're going to that. Does, so that you're going to get Hellboy dick. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> it, no, he's going to use that right hand of doom to really cause some doom on the water tissues. Oh. The top of Hellboy. Like, hey, like Tiger Fire is going to get a front row seat to that. There's very few comic movies that re- that need to be rated R. So like you can't you can't sell me on a comic book movie with an R rating. 
because that's true. More often than not, it's like it doesn't need to be that. Like it could be just like the comic at a PG PG thirteen. Just wait yeah. till they make a movie about Batman Damned. <laughs> Again, DC made it PG. Yeah. So true. like they already made it PG. Like it doesn't need a R rating. You know, like the, maybe some like most Vertigo stuff like you can get into R rating, but even like. The thing about Vertigo comics, especially the good Vertigo comics, it wasn't gratuitous. So, like, you can edit it out and still get the same feel. You know, like, even Watchmen, the movie, like, you can do it without the blue penis and make a PG-13 and it'd be fine. Um, to sidetrack, have you seen the ad for Watchmen for Black Label? Uh, no. It's just a re-release. Oh, but yeah, I actually did see that, yeah. Yeah. It's you know it's all that, that Manhattan dick that it's black label now. Yeah. <laughs> so we get Manhattan dick, but not black, not uh, Pat dick, not Batman dick. Yeah. I don't know, but, oddly enough, you know, Doctor Manhattan Manhattan's Doctor Manhattan's is Jewish too. And they, they can, and he's they a can, god, so they can get away. They, they can get away with showing a blue penis, but not Batman's dick. Yeah. You can get away with a Smurf head, but if you're the knight, too black. I love how Tiger Claw says dick. Yeah. I, I don't have All right, much, next segment. I have, yeah, or, okay, I don't have much uh, news here, but have you seen the uh, the first images of Will Smith as the genie? For the... Look, that shit looks like some <laughs> fucking racist <laughs> ass shit, like. It looks terrible. I don't. I don't want to talk about live action Aladdin at all. Like, <laughs> all right, into the Spider Verse. Larry, you saw it. I did see it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I definitely saw it. So, do you think it's the best Spider Man movie ever? Um, it it might be honestly. I, like, I, it, I think it is. Yeah, like the only thing I think that comes close for me is maybe Spider Man Two. Yeah, no, I think it's better than Spider Man Two. It, it, like it, it, yeah, it very well could be. I mean, it's I like, like this octopus better than that one. Dude, I I see where you're coming from with that. Like he acknowledged there was an acknowledgement of a relationship between May and Otto or Olivia at this point. So that that automatically makes it better to me. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because it does so many things really right. Like and like I think what I like the most about like what what I'll say is this is, is without question it's the most comic book like of any of the movies. Like it literally has like a comic book kind of aesthetic to it. And I'm not talking about it being animated. I'm just talking about like cuz realistically like what what you know what made me really enjoy it is it almost reminded me of like it had like a little bit of the underlying like Scott Pilgrim vibe to it, you know? Uh, like it was trying to be like a a comic in motion at certain points. Yeah, that that worked to its detriment, but I'll get to that after I praise Oh, it. see, I, I liked that. I thought it was great. Look, for somebody somebody with eyes like yours, I would have thought you would have hated it. Why? Because shit looked blurry where it didn't need to look blurry. 
What was blurry? The backgrounds. Oh. Like, you know, they focus on something and then the stuff they don't focus on. Uh, it, you know, it, it's like it, it, what they did is, you know, remember the old comics where, you know, these four color printers and the registration was off. Like they did that for everything that wasn't the focal point. And I was like, you know what? Is this movie in fucking 3D or not? Because I didn't pay for 3D because I don't want fucking 3D. You know what I mean? See, it didn't come across like it was trying to be 3D to me, though. No, well, it's like, because it was blurry. So it's like, even Emily was like, is this movie supposed to be in 3D? Like, and I'm like, it better not be. So I double checked. I actually, you know, I told you I I went in early and, and got to see the, the after credit scene. And then. You know, I saw it was blurry. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna double check because I want to have to like live, like leave halfway through or at the beginning, and then you know, fucked up my purchase and wait for the nine o'clock showing. You know what I mean? So I went out, bought some popcorns, bought some Sour Patch Kids, a little popcorn salt for my popcorn, and a Sprite that cost twenty five dollars. Uh, twenty two. But yeah. Now and then, why why did you why did you go in early if you didn't have any of that stuff? Well, I bought my ticket and I went to get my seat, but it was oh. still the, the end of the credits. Like, so they just let me in. I went in and saw the end credits. But then when I went out and then I made sure, like, it's not. And then yeah, some of the movie was like that. And it's like you know what? Yeah, granted, it was things that didn't matter, but it's like yeah, I don't like I. That's shifting my focus. Like yeah, I get it. It's not the focal point of the frame but because it's the you know when you see it in comics like it draws your attention away from what you're supposed to be reading They're like oh they fucked up this panel you know what i mean in and that's how it just kind of throws you off it, well it, just how it drew my attention from the panel and i could just go back and read the panel again in that movie in the theater i couldn't do that so it's like yeah it was fine to do it in the trailer when i first saw it but then doing it throughout the whole movie, like, nah, like, that's, that's, you're trying too hard, you know? Like, the movie had already stunning visuals to begin with, like, you don't need to do that. Did they have that thing in the movie, like, the trailers where, um, they're walking and they're kind of janky, like, it's not fluid? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, um, a little bit, not, it wasn't as bad as a trailer, though, but it did okay. have that, like... It's almost like a like a cutscene for a SquareSoft game for PlayStation One. Yes. Yeah, Final Fantasy Eight. It was like that. <laughs> yeah. I think I feel like the, I feel like by the time um, you get to the point, like. I, I, I guess for me, it's like, you know, I was a little worried watching the movie because I remember the trailers seeming like a little choppy. And I think maybe that was the case, like maybe for the first like 90 seconds of the movie. And then after that, it all felt fluid to me. Yeah, no, it it did. It was fluid. It was very fluid for the re- for most of it. But it, it wasn't the trailers were definitely a lot more choppy than the movie was. I still noticed some choppiness, but again, I, I luckily I was far enough away from the screen where I could be like, okay, uh, it's doing this. If I feel sorry for the people that are at the front, 
because that would have given them all sorts of like seizures or some shit. Thanks, Sony. Uh, Sully insists on talking about Aladdin live action. He says it's going to be terrible like Beauty and the Beast, LOL. I liked Beauty and the Beast. Of course you did. So, okay, now, <laughs> what did you think of, uh, okay, the, in the movie we got to see two Peter Parkers. One was blonde. Yeah. And he, and he was actually played <laughs> by, uh, he was played by, um, what's his, what's his face from, uh, the Star Trek movie? Um, from the the Chris the, Pine. Chris Pine. No, no, the 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 guy who plays who plays the young Kirk. I forgot his name. Can't can't get. Yeah, Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris Pine. Yeah, he played Peter Parker in Miles's <laughs> universe. And I love how we hair. all said Chris Pine, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. And then we got the other Peter Parker. So what? Uh, like, yeah, and we got how, the other. Peter what's your Parker. question? Yeah, man. I mean, what do you think of? Uh, their versions of Peter Parker that we saw. We only saw two Peter Parkers there, but I, I, I you know, I like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like, we saw I, we saw more Peter Parker. Like we saw, uh, you know, if you could count Porker as a Parker, we saw four Peter Parkers. Uh, uh, yeah. What are you doing, bringing math into this, man? Yeah. <laughs> or you can also you add Teddy Clark Kent math. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, no, like, nor was Peter Parker too. You know, um, the Peter Parker that died. You know, spoilers. Um, <laughs> you know, and then the Peter Parker that that was placed by Jason Jackson or whatever his fucking name is, the dude from the New Girl. Like that, I think to me that Peter Parker was like, man. You know, I've always been bitching about I. I I don't get a 30-something Peter Parker. Yeah. And, you know, when I say 30-something, I mean, you know, fucking Peter Parker in fucking big time. Like, I love that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they, they gave me the opposite of big time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, man, I love this maybe more than big time. Because <laughs> so, nobody's so really like, given that. You know, like, nobody's given Down and out. When I saw the trailer, when I saw the hold on, hold on, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "This dude looks like a drunk Peter Parker that's down on his luck," <laughs> and that voice fits perfect. And I think I like it. Like so you can literally like go, you know. I think what is it like twelve episodes back, and you'll hear me say that, and I'm saying it again. It'll be like deja vu, and if you're high, it'll be like deja ren. So, yeah, so you're basically like <laughs> but the anyway, jaded Peter so, Parker. Peter Parker was jaded. Well, I like that Peter Parker. Like, I, the other only other Parker I've got like that wasn't 30-something. It was like 60-something, and it was in Spider-Man Reign. And it's like, you know, this is halfway, like, this Peter Parker might be able to fix it, but we won't know, you know? like, And the movie even played to that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, as much as it was like a Miles Morales origin story... It was mm-hmm. also an arc for that Peter Parker. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, some people yeah. are going to, you know, I, 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 I spoke to people today about this movie because I'm like, excited to talk about it. And I figured me talking to other people about it would be pre-production for me talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. And um, like I, this guy's like, yeah, I saw the trailer, but it's the black Peter Parker. You know, you know, there's racial tension in Long Beach, you know. I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> he's, he's actually Puerto Rican, I said. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to see that shit today. <laughs> like... 
Because it's like, they, I didn't think Puerto Rico resonated with the Latin community like that, the Hispanic community. But he's like, oh, he's half Latin. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to see that shit today. Like, you saying it's tight and then him being like, because he's like, it's a black, the black, they call him Black Peter Parker. And I'm like, no, it's Miles Morales. Like, he's a black guy. And, and I explained how he came about in the comics and, and how white people were angry, you know, because right. that was a thing there. You know, you know, Fox News has different shit to talk about but back then fox news talked about miles morales and called them gay you know but um you know and i told him how that and it's like and then now it's in the in the big screen and it's good and he's like yeah i'm gonna see that shit today so yeah you know it's resonating with the people and i even like how they they had him speak a little spanish yeah look that's something the comics didn't do like no they they did they did and the comics don't do that no, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, you know, I, I read, you know, Miles Morales' origin in the comics. This movie did a way better job of it. <laughs> like, I, I, at this point, you know, reading Spider-Geddon, like, Spider-Geddon to me is a cash grab because, you know, I, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain the final issue came out today, which is mm-hmm. right after the, the um, opening of Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's no, like... I, I, again, I don't want to go into a review of Spider Geddon as a whole, but there's no Parker in it, no six one six Parker in it. Like what? Yeah, like he's the one that can actually like he's the the one he's the <coughs> the Mortiest Morty and the Rickest Rick for all of you that that, <laughs> that watch Rick and Morty. Like the Earth six one six Peter Parker is the best out of all of the Spider Verse. So he's off and, in Atlantis while uh, the Citadel. No, He's actually just fighting one of those inheritors. This whole time, he's fighting just one of those inheritors by himself because that's the one that that's the strongest, and that's he's the only one that could beat him. So he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna lure him out and beat him." But it's not even happening in Amazing Spider-Man. The 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 Rickest Rick and Mortiest Morty of Spider-Man books is Amazing Spider-Man. It's not happening there. It's happening in the shit spectacular Spider-Man book. Legends of the Dark yeah, it's, it's the book that tried to be like Homecoming at the beginning and now became like something else that entirely that's not like nobody talks about that book. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Ben Riley, the old school Ben Riley of Spider-Man books. Oh, man, uh, I get it. I mean, yeah. I'm offended because I like Ben Riley. But yeah, I get but, it. you know, but you, you look, <laughs> look, listen, if you read Ben Riley now. You're gonna be like that. That hoodie, he might as well use that as a jizz rag. <laughs> like that old Ben Riley wasn't good. It wasn't good back then either. Like I, I was a ten year old kid. It wasn't good. Like, I never actually <laughs> read Ben Riley, but I was into the look. I yeah, don't. I have no idea about the character. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's no. Nah, it, that shit was bad. But Ben Riley now is good, and and you know it's actually the Jackal now. But yeah, wait, um, what? the Jackal took a. a, a Parker clone the the Ben Riley's body. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, man, DC. Where says <laughs> I want opioid addicted Peter Parker. Like th- this is almost that 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 that's almost what you got here. Uh, Big man says super fiend. I don't know what that 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 references. Because um, he he'd be op- opioid addicted addicted. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, talking like Tiger Claw. So. Oz has something, but I can't read it because he's not on air. Um, <laughs> Burr says, OMG. 
But um, yeah, the the movie was fucking great. I mean, the, the that Nor Spider Man that voice was good. Like his, you know, Nicholas Cage has his fucked up shit where he's in bad movies now because you know he's in debt. But this motherfucker was in good movies throughout the nineties and eighties. Like Leaving Las Vegas is like one of those masterpieces of its time, you know. And uh, Raising Arizona was one of those, like, you know, Dumb and Dumber type where he was the, the, the Dumb and Dumber, both of them. And, face and, Off. Right. Yeah, Face Off again. That was a good, that, yeah, that was good. It, yeah, it like, might be a bad movie, but I love it. But he was good in it. He and was. Volta too. They were both yeah. really good in it. Like, yeah. Um, and I, I think, like, I want to see a Spider-Man noir movie with, with Nicolas Cage. I would watch that. Uh, yeah, I, I love the whole joke with Spider-Man. I, I loved how, and, uh, how they threw in the fighting Nazis. Yeah, I, I love the whole joke with Wait, uh, Spider-Man, Nor, and the Rubik's Because he Cube. said he, he loves fighting Nazis. He goes, I, I'm a, he goes, I'm a Spider-Man. That, 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 you know, he lost his family and all this. And then he's like, and, and so now I take out all my emotional things on, on beating up Nazis. And man, do I love beating up Nazis. <laughs> And wait, and that's a reference to what? It's just him because it's in the, the, the noir times. So it's more of a... This Spider-Man noir is more of an espionage-y thing. Like oh, he's gotcha. a veteran and there's Nazis trying to infiltrate the U.S. Got it. So he's like hunting those down. So he's not the same noir that you got in Spider-Man noir. But it, it's similar. Like he's not the same noir you got in Shattered Dimensions either. That's true. Yeah. And then uh, I, I would, I would, yeah, it was cool. It got a little repetitive, but got, no, but it was gotta, a good game. Yeah, you also gotta love Spider Ham. It was John Mulaney was great as Spider Ham. I, I knew he'd be great. I didn't mind that. He was funny. Even his fighting scenes were good too. Like yeah, so that that was good. Mulaney's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. he's good. He's, he's like. He hates it when they say it where he's like he's like Seinfeld. Yeah. But it, it is a compliment, you know, there's nobody like Seinfeld other than Mulaney. He's the closest thing we get. Yeah. Which is like for a new generation to be kinda like that is saying a lot because everything now is trash and yeah. <laughs> Too bad he had a show that didn't last. That show it was, was pretty good. That show was good. It was like Seinfeld for the new age. It kinda was. Yeah, that yeah, that's why he hates it. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> look, it'll live like, in our uh, memories and our hearts. Would you guys like to see a Spider Ham movie? Nah, yes. I don't. No, I want to see a Spider Man, uh, Spider Ham short in front of every next <laughs> Spider Man movie. That, or at that's the end. actually a better way to do that. Yeah, yeah but I don't want to see a whole like. I want a because he is DVD. that like. He is a Looney Tunes character, like that. You know, Looney Tunes by nature, it was a short before movies. You yeah. know, so that that's that's how you got to do that. Yeah, and give me a straight of- to DVD Spider Ham. <laughs> and what do you guys think of Penny Parker, and and that robot that she had? Uh, the shit was good. I didn't like the robot. the The robot was the worst part, but the robot was still cool. Yeah, it's just not as cool as all the other versions of it. Yeah, in the comics, she had almost like the whole Ava unit looking thing. Yeah, which was that amazing. Been tight. Yeah, thing. yeah. And her, you know, again, thank thankfully it's labeled Spider Verse, so it's a different Penny Parker. 
But you know, she mm-hmm. teamed up with the Daredevil. Like that was her her sidekick, if you will. But it was more like a mentor. Like he was a friend of her dad, Peter Parker, and he guided her in revenge and all that Japanese Harukare shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it was like it was an amazing movie. Like I mean, like like everything about it, like because I know, like obviously, like you know, we talked about the visuals, and the visuals are stunning. And then the story itself was great, and it's like especially the, the idea that they were kind of able to balance Miles's arc with Peter Parker's arc with yeah. with Spider Gwen's arc, like all of those, like it could have been messy trying oh, yeah. to get like all those, like because they give significant time to all three of those characters. Yeah, but and at the end, it's kind of like you know, you, like they all feel central, and that's that's hard to do. It's like yeah, it is it is like Miles Morales's origin, but what? He, like you said, you definitely learn a lot about Peter Parker in this. You learn a lot about Gwen what? Stacy in this. It's it's better than Peter than Miles Morales's origin in the comics for one because. You wouldn't have gotten to this point for this movie until like issue twenty seven. Uh, <laughs> you know, you like uh, yeah. that, hold, hold on. Like this Miles Morales, like at the end when he said, like, I've been Spider Man he did the whole thing, the whole spiel that everybody did, and he's like, I've been Spider Man for two days and he's like, I saved the universe in two days. Yeah. Like it, like I want this Miles Morales to be in Spider Geddon three until that Miles Morales be like, well, you ain't shit. <laughs> you know, like it, it's really everything that Ben, like Bendis, all he did was create uh, Miles Morales. But they, who, these people that made this movie, like I was surprised that none of them work in comics. But they did a better job than Bendis did to make this character cool. Like it, it, even like I don't agree with his music taste, but again, it's the Spider-Man for a new generation. Yeah, know? yeah. So it's like. Like when <clears throat> when he got stuck and he couldn't relax, he just starts singing along to the music he likes. Yeah, and he kind of started to relax. Like that was tight, you know. Mm-hmm. And even like, yeah, it, definitely, I could see like, okay, we read Bendis's run and we've got it. Like Bendis wrote Spider Men yeah. when Peter Parker from Another Dimension and Miles Morales meet, and it wasn't as good as this. That's true. It was not as good as this. It's not yeah, like like I, I always and, and, said that Spider Man should have been written by by Dan Slott, and this is as close as we got. Uh, Spider Man. Yeah. So what do you think of uh, Miles yeah. Morales' relationship with his uncle? Because that was a very pivotal in the movie. Uh, it, well, like, did you know you never read comics? I know that his uncle is. The you know the answer to that, but it seems like I mean, yeah. for this movie. Uh, the way the way that they structure this whole thing, uh, <laughs> how can I put it? Okay, uh, uh, let me see. Miles Morales' uncle is is uh, how do you call, how do you say? Miles Miles Morales' uncle is to Peter Parker uh, is Peter Parker's uncle Ben. What I'm trying to say. It, yeah, it, look, let me put it to this way. They put it this way. That's the one thing they got from Bendis here that is kind of the same. 
like that's his uncle. That's his go-to when he can't deal with his dad. He goes to his uncle, and that's his go-to. And it turns out to be the guy that's out to get him. Like in the comic, you know, it's a little different, a little less less uh, violent than this. But the way they did it here, man, like ah, you know, one bad thing about me watching this movie was there was a bunch of fucking assholes talking throughout the whole thing. Behind oh, really? Me. And there's a bunch of kids in front of me. The kids were well behaved, but these fucking post pubescent pieces of shit, like eighteen something, and they kept saying like, "Is that Batman? What? What? Who is that guy? Who's that?" And I was like, "You know, it's the fucking Prowler, you piece of shit." Now fuck, stop fucking talking, you know? And they shut the fuck up, you know? Nice. Like, uh, you know, Emily asked me something like, I, uh, sorry, babe, I didn't hear you in the middle of the movie. Sorry, babe, I didn't hear you. There's a piece of shit talking behind me, you know, and then they, <laughs> they calm down a little. But but it, yeah, it, it's like I, I, I was in a weird conundrum because I didn't know, like, if I go to the manager and, and they talk shit to them, then I'm Ooh. the guy that, that ratted out the guys. And if I just reach over and beat the shit out of them then I'm the guy that beat the shit out of the theater. You know, like, there's, there's, there's it's all lose-lose, you know? Like, I don't the, know what to do in that situation. like any of your, your scenarios. Yeah, look, they, they keep I, me sane, you know? I thought you were turning into a were- werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost did. Like, it, it was it was a bad scene with those dudes talking. Yeah. No, that, that does suck. But, yeah. I mean, I like... I tell you what, man, like, I, like, I, it's so crazy to think that, you know, like, Sony had their hit with Venom, which I'm like, I don't know, understand why people like it as much as they do, but hey, who am I to mess around and, and, you know, say what is and what shouldn't be, you know, liked by the masses, whatever. But then when I watched this, I can tell you. <laughs> but, but please do this joint. You, you might lose. You might lose listeners. I won't. <laughs> but when I watched this joint, I was like, "Man, like Sony, like has another hit on their hands here." And you know, it's like animated movies in December is like that's not a, a spot for a lot of you know. Oh. You know, it's like it's not a place where a lot of like animated flicks go to to be successful, right? right. But this joint, look, the first weekend of Spider Verse made more than the entire run of Teen Titans Go, hmm. and I'm just like, I mean, I guess that's not that surprising because that movie is garbage. But hey, you know, wait, did you see it? I did see it. Okay, I haven't yet. Yeah, ah, you know, it it has its. I mean, it, it's two different animals, so it, it it is, but then it's not though. Right? Only in the fact like, that they're animated and they're comic movies, but one's a complete parody of itself. That's that's called a genre. No, <laughs> <laughs> like, animated. I mean, I'm just saying, if you're not going, I mean, if it were an award show, yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, you win that round, Mayor. <laughs> I guess you get my vote. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I'm just like, but for like, I'm just like, okay, well, I, like, 
we, I guess we can't count on Sony to be deterred about making spider spider stuff now because this year they're like we're you know we're on top of the world and you know and I'm sure that they're thinking like okay look I'm I don't is how how much uh, is is um no, I'm sorry not homecoming is was it far from home is that a, a co-production still as far as like is marvel is marvel still in the creative in the creative uh control of that joint or is that all sony now I think well they have the control the for three for a trilogy like that's, oh, that's for a trilogy theory. okay yeah okay so yeah man they look sony sony might be trying to renegotiate or or mess around and be like, hey, you know, they might be like, we're not sure we need you after that third one, which would be a mistake. But you know, it's just like, yeah, they're uh, I'm pretty they, sure they, they're doing okay for themselves. And you know, and Sony's already has already green lighted more Spider Man projects like that off female Spider Man movie. Gonna be interesting to see where they go with that. Is that the? Is that? From um, the the Spider Verse sequel, or one of the sequels, I don't know, but I remember reading something that they were going to do a uh, an all female Spider Man movie. I don't know if it's going to be animated mm-hmm. or live action. Yeah, if they're going to do I, that, I would they assume, should probably. Just I would assume it's going to be animated. Sequel. There's no other way they could do this. Yeah. I mean, they I, could I do mean, live I, action. I mean, I'm down for seeing. A, a movie with Spider Gwen being the central character. Yeah. yeah. No, I think people would. I, I would watch that too. Yeah. Um. One thing I do have to say is the music in it. Again, some of it wasn't for me. I'm a, I'm an old fogey. It was amazing. I, I like my shit to rock. But <laughs> the score. Yeah. The the score in it when yeah. Miles found out. That the prowler was his uncle, yeah. like just just the whole thing. Every time, you know, it was like an elephant, like <laughs> thing. Whenever mm-hmm. like he came close to him, because you know it's building that tension for the audience. You know, the plebes that don't know that prowler is his uncle. Right. It, you know, they're like, why is it that now noise? And then you know, and then when it plays into that, like, I really think they dug up or conjured up. They did a seance and brought Ennio Morricone. From like, you know, the old what Italian Western movies, and just played that Spaghetti music. Spaghetti like, Westerns. Yeah, that scene, like when he was running away from him, that music. Yeah. Like, I want, I want to listen to that twenty four seven. Like that, that it's just, it's dissonant and visceral, but it's harmonic and it's like, yeah, vulnerable. It invokes so much fear, and and it, it was like, I wish, like. I wish blockbusters took enough thought to make movies this way, you know, like mm-hmm. it, there, there's a lot of movies that, that make a ton of money that don't take this much care into filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, this movie did it, man. Like, ah, uh, I, I no. go ahead. as in, you know, again, to like finish off my thoughts on it, as a Spider-Verse movie, it should have been titled Edge of Spider-Verse. And then, uh, you know, Into the Spider-Verse is cool, but, you know, there, there was no inheritors in it, you know. 
but there was they they actually showed the web of life and destiny yeah which which i was like down like and you know i think uh like that original peter dying and and that, you know with him leading up to his death like going into it and seeing things like i think that was a good touch dude it it i mean I, just to piggyback on your initial point about the music like i literally was sitting there thinking I'm gonna. I need to go buy the soundtrack. Yeah, I was the same thing. Like, there's a Nicki Minaj song in it, and you can't even tell it's Nicki Minaj. But I'm like, you know what? I like this Nicki. Finally, a song of Nicki Minaj I like. <laughs> and I'm a uh, like I'm an old man that likes to rock. You know, like I, I don't listen to this this trash music nowadays. You know, music for people sipping on coding. You know. <laughs> Look, back in the day, we drank our codeine by the tablespoon. We didn't put it in no Sprite. That's hilarious. Oh, man, that hurt my stomach. That was good. We used to freeze NyQuil. (laughs) Took it straight to the head. But, yeah, it's a a great movie. I can't wait to see it seven more times and buy the Blu-ray. No, I agree. Like I think I think I'm like I need to I need to go ahead and purchase. And it. I wasn't medicated when I saw it, so I do need to be medicated and, like once through edibles and once through actual smoke. You buy the Blu ray and, yeah. and then you do an uh you do an audio commentary on it. I look I, honestly we can't do that because like we're we're just gonna be in awe. Like this is our audio commentary. Like play this segment over your Blu ray. And and you know I'm sure it'll line up just like Dark Side of the Moon with with um, Wizard of Oz like it'll be fine or Doom Side of the Moon with the Vault with the what I don't know but what the is movie? Doom Side of the Moon? The, Doom Side yeah, of the Moon is a, a Doom Metal remake of Dark Side of the Moon, um, but if you watch the Vault to minute thirty nine and then start playing Doom Side of the Moon, it syncs up perfectly. What's what is the Vault? The Vault is a heist horror movie. Oh, it's okay. on Netflix. The only thing, the only thing you replace when you do the commentary is you would play death metal over the music Miles listens to. No, I, I wouldn't change any. Look, the, the only thing I would change in this movie is the ballet flats. That, <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't change anything about it. Like, even like, uh, yeah, like. They showed Blood Rose. Yeah. It's like fucking Daredevil yeah. MCU hasn't shown Blood Rose. <laughs> They're too busy showing you a wake ass fucking bullseye. I like that bullseye. Yeah, of course you do because you're a Marvel apologist, but that bullseye is weak, <laughs> man. What's weak about him? He's not as deadly as Ultimate Bullseye or regular I don't Bullseye. Think that- I don't think that's true. Like you need to keep watching it. Really. I haven't even seen Bullseye in it, but yeah. I, I know. Oh well, there you go. Like yeah. I'm about to say, I was like, I don't think you. Like it's like you need to watch that joint. I'm like that guy is amazing. Like I've had a bottle of whiskey and two beers, so I'm on shit talking mode. I'm telling you, man, you finish watching that joint. Uh, but anyway, hey, well, look, back... maybe we got holiday week coming up. Yeah, I yeah. might have some free time. Yeah. Ring in the holiday weekend. But I do. No, well, look, just one, but I do plan on spending my holiday downtime finishing 
Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, you you better I'm, I'm you, at you better 13%. finish it because yeah, you better finish it because this week they're gonna release the third DLC, and I already finished the second one. I mean, I, I don't care about DLC. I just want to play the the main story and then then just help people on the street. I don't care about how DLC. how is there DLC? How are they at the third DLC already? Did the game just come out? It's like man, no, I need to keep up. Three months. It's been three months. You, you got to keep up, brother. Yeah, man. I look. I don't have to do nothing. But it's a twenty-hour game, so really, they're giving you a full game for a hundred bucks or seventy-five bucks. Like, it, it's not like uh, you know Red Dead Redemption Two, where it's like a hundred-something hour game, and then you get three DLCs within a three-month span. Horse like, just, shit! It's a twenty-hour game. Horse shit simulator twenty eighteen. Yeah, like, I don't want to play that. Like that game is just all the shit in Western movies. I don't want to see. Really? Yeah, like you're just picking flowers and mushrooms and shit. <laughs> like, and, and and riding a horse everywhere. Like I look, I was a fan of Red Dead Revolver. Like that is a good Western game. Anything that came after that's a piece of shit to me. I, I enjoyed the the first Red Dead Redemption. Uh, I enjoyed somebody else playing it, but it, this one is like two hours of like. Finding herbs and shit to medicate. It's like, man, I'm in California. There's just one herb to medicate. <laughs> <laughs> and you can smoke it, too. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, right. you win, Tiger Claw. You yeah. win. Yeah, you're always right. So are we done talking about Into the Spider-Verse, or, or do we not want to do more? Uh, no, I think we're done. Yeah, you, you're, yeah, so you let's jump into about, the... Uh, yeah, you already mentioned the yeah, po- the post credit scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That oh, Larry. So it was Spider Man twenty ninety nine going to Spider Man sixty seven. Like, yeah, no, I saw it. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, that's right. yeah it poked fun yeah. at me. What <laughs> would you think of that scene, Larry? I I thought it was amazing. Oh, I thought it was stupid, but yeah, are you right. serious? Yeah, I, I, no, I, you didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't really care. I saw it before the movie. I was like, ugh. like, like. Unless, oh well, that's that's your problem. Yeah, yeah I, if, I, you, if you'd seen it in order, it would have been great. Maybe, but, um, like I don't know. I, I like one thing is I did see I, I'm reading Spider Gwen and I saw this movie and then there's no six one six Parker, like, in any of those. So I haven't finished Spider Gwen, but. I, I my hope is that he comes in to save the day at the end, because that look I wish I wish into the Spider Verse Miles was the guy leading the charge in Spider Geddon at this point. Well, where's Miles Morales in Spider Geddon? He's the head guy. Like that, it's a cash grab. So oh, he's the well, main then, dude. Like, but, but he oh, oh, you just want the different? Why does he, he suck? suck? He's not doing anything good. Like. Um, uh, Superior Octopus is usurping his power, going behind his back. Like, you know, Miles Morales comes to him and tells him, "Look, I have this plan for this," and you know. So then you got like uh, PS4 Spider Man and Superior Octopus. Like, all right, well, you know what? Go ahead and do it. They literally turned him into Operation Human Shield because he's like, okay, oh. he's jumping in half, half haphazardly. You know what? 
I'm a villainous mastermind that want to be a hero. Let him go die so we could do what we really need to do to really stop these dudes. And, you know, it works. But, you know, the inheritors are a little bit more powerful. They, they were underestimated by both sides of, of these spider people trying to stop them. But really, like, there's literally a point where that mouse is like, man, I wish we would have called Parker. After saying, you know, four issues of them not saying, like, he's too busy or, or we don't need him, you know? Oh, you know what? We didn't mention Doc Ock in Into the Spider-Verse. What did you think of that version? No, that I, no, I said she was amazing. She was better than Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock. Like, okay. She's great. Like, it actually inspired me to write another Spider-Verse fan fiction. Light <laughs> Now I'm on my second one that I don't have time for. Hmm. Yep. And yeah. you read it to your customers while you cut their hair. No, I, nobody, <laughs> read, nobody reads it. I just write it for myself and it stays on my hard drive till I destroy this computer. With a hammer. Probably some not safe for Probably. work type of writing too. No, it's Spider-Verse fan fiction. It's all PG, PG-13. Okay. Like, it, all the dirty stuff is implied, but never written. <laughs> it's just not for other people to read. Like what? Like I can have things for myself. <laughs> it's all for you, Mel. It's all for you. All right, let's move on to. You got the comic book book reviews music title. I'm um, sure. Let me load that one up here. Uh, you got a lot of comic books to to review, I suppose. Yeah, okay, here we go. go. Quick. Yeah, let me see. Okay, here we go. Woo! Comic book reviews! <laughs> <laughs> comic book reviews! Got it. So, Larry, man, tell me about Sarah. Oh, jeez. Okay. So, um, Sarah number one is a book um, from TKO, which we know, of course, we talked about extensively last week uh, as a publisher. Um, The book is about female, a a squadron of female snipers. And, uh, you know, it's an all-female squad uh, that that is with uh, the Russian army during World War II. And they basically like are just a, a, a set of elite snipers and and this is how they're contributing to to the cause for the war effort. And uh it, it's it's a really interesting book just because um you learn a little bit about Sarah and who she is. But only a very little, and it, but it's enough that you become intrigued with the character. Uh, but they all, the other things you learn about her, like you don't learn necessarily a lot about her background, but you learn a, a fair amount about her personality and what her thoughts are on on her particular role in this war throughout what you see her do and her thoughts because it's a lot of um it's a lot of waiting which is what snipers do do <laughs> in actuality but 
it's written in such a way and written so well that you, like the waiting is not just it doesn't feel like you're just sitting around and this person is talking there's like a certain amount of tension because she has an objective that she's trying to accomplish and it feels like you know you're there with her trying to to make sure that she can go ahead and accomplish that goal um the art is 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 pretty good i feel like um you know it's interesting because it's not the best art uh as far as like the interior art like the cover the cover for Sarah number one is amazing. Um, the interior art isn't the best art in the whole world, but I'm not certain that I want the art. I would want the art to be any different than what it is. It feels like it's it blends perfectly with the story that it tells, as well as with the um, the tone and the themes of the story. Like it, it works. It works like it marries really, really well. So it's kind of, you know, even though I can, you know, wholly say like, Oh, like, it's not like I was floored by the, the art in and of itself, as far as, as a collective, it's like, it, it feels just right. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a great book. And, uh, I really, I can't wait to read the rest of it. You haven't bought it yet. I have not. And a special box for fourteen ninety nine. I have not, but I, I I'm going to. Like you know, it's it's Christmas, so <laughs> you know, it's like I I've thought about it on more than one occasion, and I was like, oh, I should not get that for myself yet. <laughs> the t- tis the season, right? Now it's written by Garth Ennis. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting too because, um, you know, I mean, obviously Garth Ennis has a a a, a fair amount of range. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, I know like he's known for or a lot of the stuff that, like, he might be renowned for like his hyper violent kind of stuff, but you know, he can do he can do different than that, and and yeah. I think you know people that are fans of his know that. Yeah, but but I will say like there's a lot of restraint in this book, and yeah. it, it's for the better. Like it's just one of those things where I'm like, wow, like I can't believe, I can't believe like how like it's very gripping. It definitely makes for a uh, really good first issue. Yeah, that that holding back because it's World War Two. Like you know it's coming. <laughs> you know yeah. you're gonna yeah. you know uh, fortunately it's comics not saving private ryan like right you're gonna see the gut spilling out as as the story flows but all in due time like you even get that feeling reading this first issue mm-hmm. and uh you know it, it is was it steve epting doing the art mm-hmm. yeah i do wish it was mike Choi doing the art but <laughs> You're laughing. I hope you're laughing because of why I think you're laughing. But if you're why not, you, I'll explain. Because in Future Foundation number seven, 
Mike Choi took over for Steve Epting. And oh, I, didn't I was so mad when Steve Epting came back. Well, I you know, I, I could understand I could understand that. And especially for like that particular book, like yeah. Choi Choi actually might have been a better a better choice. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the case for this book. I feel like Epting. No, it, it looks. Issue one looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I can't. They they almost all feel, you know, again, I, I use the, the term vertigo books because that's my hallmark for, you know, something kind of corporate but kind of um, well thought out and well presented, you know? Mm hmm. And you know you, you kind of you sacrifice a little art for a good story, but the sacrifice isn't that big, especially this day and age. There's a lot of yeah. good artists that could do those fat th- those books in the in a timely manner it, with good quality art. You know, yeah. That's I true. didn't get to finish the first issue, but I did read half of it. Okay. And the half I read, I was like, it was the half I read dealt with most with just conversation with the characters yeah. in the little cabin and yeah. I was like I, I was into it you know yeah like, I, the, you know the only way the only reason I didn't finish it because you know somebody decided they wanted a haircut <laughs> bunch of savages yeah oh I was trying to make leave you me, money leave me with my comics right but, right you know that's how it goes I didn't get to go back to it um I don't want to do a plug for Amazon, but I did read it on my Kindle Fire. Oh, okay. And, you know, they, it, I bought myself one for Christmas. And uh, it was a good... A new one? Good, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. Got, uh, what what I, are you talking about? Amazon? What? <laughs> I bought myself a, a Kindle Fire HD8. It's the 8-inch tablet. Um... It is the eight-inch tablet, so it's easier to hold in my hand because you know it's like my cock. But uh, I, I was because I was in the market for a new tablet. But it's like if I'm gonna read, I'm gonna use it mainly for reading. But I do want to get something I can do like post-production and maybe some pre-production for the show, but primarily for reading. And this was the best one at the price, so I got. I thought it. you were gonna say you're in the market for a new cock. No, no, no. Mine's fine. I got no okay. complaints there. Um, what what, what tablet was that? The the Amazon HD8. Amazon HD8. You can get that on Heck Dot Rocks. You can get it on Heck Dot Rocks, and and actually, I got a good deal on mine. It was fifty nine ninety nine. That's nice. You know, you do get ads at the lock screen, but it's okay. It's like a screensaver. Yeah. You know, you could pay twenty dollars more and to avoid the ads, but. Ultimately, there's stuff on Amazon that they suggest for you based on what you shop, so you're gonna get a good deal on shit anyway. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I I had the privilege, Larry, to read Goodnight Paradise. Word. Did you get the? Uh, <laughs> you know, I Burr did not get it, to read it. Burr says uh, in chat, he says it's like his cock, the smallest version available. <laughs> very funny that's really funny but like my cock it is not the smallest version available but it's not the best either but it's just <laughs> right um 
But yeah, you, you didn't get to read it, Larry? I did not. Uh, what a bitch. I know. I know. We were I'm all supposed to read all four. I know. Bro. And then the other two didn't. The other two guys didn't show up. So. I know. I know. That like, so, they probably didn't read it. That's why they didn't show up. They're yeah, all in chat. Like, I was almost about to not show up because I didn't read. I didn't finish reading all those either. No. But no. Good Night Paradise is a. It's a modern noir detective story that stars a homeless man that's a little nutty. <laughs> yeah. And he, a homeless man. Yeah. But he lives in Venice Beach, California. And uh, he, you know, he's, it's him battling with alcoholism. Like he can't eat till he drinks a certain amount of alcohol. And, you know, there's people that help him and, you know, there's cops that know him and know that he's not, you know, he's harmless. Then he's dealing with people trying to buy up the boardwalk and push those people out that have lived in Venice Beach for a long time, whether they own property or rent property or are just transient that stay in Venice Beach. I mean, Larry, we've been to Venice Beach together a few times, Santa Monica. Like, there's all those people that hang around the neighborhood that don't have a house, but they live there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this story really speaks to that. Like, it feels authentic to me in that sense. Like, it feels like somebody I would talk to outside one of the bars, you know, south of Abbott Kinney on Lincoln. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, he, you know, he's going about his day. It feels like a slice of life book. And then all of a sudden he meets this girl and he, she's tripping out on some drugs, like, you know, twitching and shit. And he, he's like, Hey, she's kind of young. So he's like, you know, I, I live this life. I don't want her to, so he's like, kind of, trying to see if she's okay, and a dog like attacks him, and he's like, oh, fuck it, I'll leave her alone. Then they find that chick murdered later on in a dumpster with the dog. Murdered. And and it turns out, like, she hangs out with some skinhead guy, and they're trying to question him. So this guy, he, he asks around, like, the cops ask him questions, he says, I don't know nothing. So then he goes to the one cop he does like, or knows and knows him and says, Hey, you know, and she goes, all right, look, stay off the boardwalk because, you know, you don't want to get pulled in on the public intoxication or anything just because of this shit. Like they'll pin it on you just because they just need somebody to pin it on. Yeah. Right. So he goes off and he goes off to write a, for those of you who have been in the area, there's a, a CVS with a clown on it. It's a landmark. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it, right, Larry? Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. it. So he goes right around there, and there's people hanging out. I'm like, man, they got that. The artist got that fence right. Like, I, it's a public parking lot, and then they just make like tents along the fence. And I remember pulling into that and seeing those those tents, and I'm like, just to park my car to go do business there or, or you know hang out there. It's like across the street from Digital Domain, the the um, special effects studio. Right. I would go there at that time, and and you know, I'm like, man, it, the art feels like it's Venice Beach. Like it, it's comic book art, but it just feels like Venice Beach. Yeah. You know? And wow. then, uh, so that really sucked me in. 
So I'm following this homeless guy around and he's asking around about this dude and he gets more information and you know, they lead him and it's like, you know what? The guy that was hanging out with that chick that died. So he's trying to like solve the murder because it's like it's just people don't know she's dead or care. The people trying to buy up the boardwalk don't care because it just makes the the real estate value go down. And then, you know, but she's got a family that needs to know and closure. And then, you know, in in some way, he's like, you know what? I need to know who did this because he's going to do it again to people. And there's nobody looking out for people like us, you know? So they give him a tip and he gets on the 733 bus. They actually drew out the 733 bus. That's the Venice Rapid bus. But. It, it's the Venice. Wait, Rapids where, where bus. does it take place in re- in modern time? Yeah, it takes a modern time. So okay. it's, the, so it's the, the MTA, huh? Yeah, it's MTA. But what makes it so much cool is for all the people that don't live in LA, the 733 bus used to be the Santa Monica three bus that they used in Speed the movie. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, yeah. So that's a connection for all of you motherfuckers that don't live. <laughs> near Venice, like it, you know, it, it ties that whole area down together. You know, like now it was a blue bus in in Speed the movie, but it, in reality, it was an MTA bus, the three bus. But they they got rid of the the three because they had the the three, the thirty three, and the three thirty three that ran on Venice. So they got rid of the three and made it the seven thirty three, which every bus with a seven as a prefix is a rapid bus that does limited mm-hmm. stops. So you just got on that and went head, headed to downtown. So now we're in issue two. We're in downtown LA. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna see my stomping grounds of MacArthur Park hopefully, because if, mm-hmm. if if like if there's anything like they say he's living in a skid row, um, but it's like. He might be, you know, it is modern time, so maybe he won't be living in my old neighborhood because that, that whole neighborhood's a little gentrified now. Yeah. I don't know, man. I might still see it in comic book form, which is, like, the, the last time I saw it in any form of mass media was um, in Training Day, that scene when the girl was getting raped in the alley, which yeah. that, was the, that was the alley behind my house where they filmed that at the time. Shut up, really? I, 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 yeah, I didn't live there at the time. But, and oddly enough, there was a lot of rapes in that alley while I was growing up. But yeah. But yeah, this book really like, you know, I love LA movies. Uh, Oz and chat says some shit that, you know, it doesn't really, you know, he's got valid points, but if they were really valid to him and really important to get out, he'd be here doing the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it feels like L.A., like the way that Bukowski wrote L.A., the way that L.A. Confidential wrote L.A., you know, like it, it has that grounded L.A. Noir feel, you know, like even the game L.A. Noir feels a lot like that, too. Like it feels like Who? Bukowski's L.A., the the video game L.A. Noir. Oh, no, no, I know what you're talking about. Oh. I'm trying to figure out who wrote the comic. Oh, uh, Josh Dysart. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. He wrote Unknown Soldier for Vertigo, but more importantly, he wrote um, Violet Messiah for Image. Well, for another company, but then Image reprinted it, you know? Right. Is that how you say his last name? Is it Dysart or is it Dysart? I call him Dysart. That's fair. Like, I I really don't know. I'm just just wondering. 
Yeah, I mean, when I meet him in person, I'll ask him. Sounds fair. And so is he? So he's an LA native. Uh, I don't think so, but he could be. I know oh, wow. the, the artist on Violent Messiah is, and that's what made Violent Messiah the the remake on Image good was that, like the buildings felt like it's like you know it's not necessarily LA; it's a fictional city, but it felt like you were standing on like Fifth and Broadway. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah um, yeah. Uh, Bird chat says, "Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. He's a LA Noir has that LA Noir feel. Go figure. Yeah. The 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 thing that Bird needs to know is that there's a lot of things that are that there's Noir literature and and fiction, and then there's LA Noir, and then there's stuff that is LA Noir that doesn't feel like LA." Nor at all. True. So yeah, that there's a movie with uh, was it Gangbusters? It's filmed in L.A. It's filmed right in MacArthur Park. Doesn't feel like L.A. Noir. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, boom. It's L.A. Noir that feels like L.A. Noir. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, uh, what's another thing? Yeah, there's a lot of things that take place in L.A. They shoot in L.A. Still doesn't feel like L.A. Then you get, yep. you know, you get a movie like Brick that's L.A. Noir, but it takes place in Pacific Palisades, and it still feels like L.A. Noir, and it's just like high school kids. <laughs> yeah. Word. Yeah, like what you call it? Remember that game? Uh, what was the game? Uh, yeah, where you're like something. The- Streets, Streets of, LA. of LA, yeah, that didn't feel. Yeah, like LA. it didn't feel like LA. I was about to say, like it doesn't, like it. It had all the streets, like it literally had like GPS map streets, and so I could drive down my street, but it didn't and feel it, like my yeah, street. Nah. Like uh, I, the neighborhood I grew up in in LA, um, all the buildings were like brownstones, like from the twenties. So like. Going through those in LA Noir, like they look the same, you know. And, and you know, I'm having that feeling with uh, Spider Man on PS4, where it's like you map out all of Manhattan, and it's like, fuck, I went to that pizza place at three in the morning <laughs> on my last day in New York when I visited, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my dog's being cute. Oh, that's okay. I was laughing at Oz's comment in chat. Oh, no, don't acknowledge If that. only he was here to say it. No, yeah. Like, <laughs> if it was that important, like, I don't, like, he gets security clearance for work and he's on chat talking to us, but he can't be on live. Like, yeah, don't mean shit. Like, we actually called Joe Larry and. I'm like, Joe, what's wrong with your phone? It's like, well, I told you I was going to be at work. Like, he was driving with the window open. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he picked up. But it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to bother you. But, you know, we called him by accident because Tired Claw just hit that group call. You know what I mean? I do know. But yeah, I'm I, I like how you say we. 
Yeah, we. It's you, a, you, you know where the blame goes. Yeah. <laughs> it is we. Tiger Claw alone. Yeah, like I could choose not to use him to broadcast, but you know. <laughs> uh, Burr says motherfuckers talking like they can't just dry out down and see that shit. <laughs> he also says said that. he says movies are the only way that they can see LA now there now you can read it I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what that last comment means I guess you could read it in comics but <laughs> but yeah that's it that's my review of, of of Good Night Paradise like that noir perspective from a homeless person I know it's not new it can't be new but it feels fresh, and it's a damn good comic. I'm going to read it. I give it 5 to 11 empty cans up. <laughs> 5 empty to 11 cans up. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story, Larry, when I was by your house at the liquor store over on Normandy? And... um. There was a homeless lady looking for beer, and I was looking for beer. And she, I'm like deciding what to get. She grabs the old English and says, "Oh, this is all you need." <laughs> and I go, "Oh, actually, I was getting this 211 right here." And she goes, "Oh, fuck that shit! I'm not drinking that." <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't tell me that. Oh That's yeah, hilarious. that happened. <laughs> that happened at that carniceria, that meat market. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like. <laughs> And I'm that's like, eh, funny. Like, yeah. yeah, I should have taken that as a sign to not drink that, but I still drank three of those. Hey, it, it's not like it was a four loco. Yeah, nah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Should they're not drink when that. you mix. If you mix them with sparkling water, they're good. I don't know, man. Make you feel make make you feel outside yourself. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I've ever drank that like when I woke up the next day I, I if I would have been in jail I would not I wouldn't even be like what happened I'd be like for loco <laughs> <laughs> for loco like son of a bitch I should I've made a bad choice <laughs> I wish, I wish that was the only to, thing I'd ever done <laughs> you just plead guilty to whatever they charge you with after for loco no never guilty no contest. No contest. <laughs> no contest, right? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Just plead no contest. You're like, you know what? I don't know what I did or what I didn't do. <laughs> I wasn't there. I was there. on that four loco. I, I throw myself on the mercy of the court. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since we're on the comic uh, reviews, I do have to talk about this Aquaman. Yeah, what, what, look, what, what, you're not, you didn't really read an Aquaman comic, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I bought it. Wow. Um, it's written by Kelly Sue DeConnick. Well, that, look, that doesn't answer my question. Well, I don't yeah, feel like it, you, don't, you don't buy it, Kelly Sue DeConnick comics. I, I do. I just don't buy her Marvel book. Right. Okay. Well, that, no, that's true. Yeah, like, you I you mean, bought I actually, pretty ugly. I, I, I did. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let's see. Um, I did buy. Uh, her Captain Marvel book, I just didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you did, you did um, do that. But I did buy Pretty Deadly and, and 
She has a um Did I say pretty deadly or did I say pretty ugly? You said pretty ugly, but it's pretty deadly. Oh, I meant pretty deadly, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I didn't buy Bitch Planet. I, I was buying that for a while. Yeah. And then it went on hiatus and it, I never I never got oh, back to it. Again. But I bought like the first like ten issues of that. That's another reason to hate uh Marvel. Bitch Planet. Dude, I am interested now. Bitch Planet is about uh, uh bitches. You, <laughs> it is it's an interstellar, <laughs> an interstellar women's prison. Interstellar bitches. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will read that tomorrow. It's good stuff I, though, yeah. Yeah, I hear it's really good. I just when it came out, I was she was actually still working on Pretty Deadly. Yeah. Or I more importantly, I was working on Pretty Deadly. Because it's a book. It, it I, I always, when people ask me about Pretty Deadly, and it's only like two people, I tell <laughs> them it's if you like El Topo, you'll like Pretty Deadly, and then they tell me what is El Topo. Oh, yeah, I'm about to say well, what yeah. is El Topo. El Topo. It's a salad. <laughs> El Topo <laughs> is the Spanish word for the uh, what is it? The mole. Um, basically, it is a Western that transcends Westerns in the fact that, you know, you you always see, like, you know, you, you watch, like, the, what is it, like, 13th Assassins or whatever, that, like... Such they, a good movie. Where they went to the Wild West, right? Is that no, the one? 13 Assassins was the one that was still in Japan. Okay. What was the one where they went and, and hunted the guy down in the Wild West? Oh, fuck. Was it the thir- it was the thirteenth warrior? Yeah, yeah, thirteenth warrior. Okay, so you've seen that. Well, El Topo precedes that by like twenty five, thirty years, and you have these like Buddhist monks trying to defend the village, and this weird, like, gunslinger that has like a naked boy next to him, and he's like using his third eye to fend off the marauders. Like that's the only way I can explain it. Like, it's, and I'm not even doing a good job. Of, like, you have to watch. You just have. You just have to take a two way hit of acid and just watch it. Why? Why is the Why is the naked boy next to? Him? Like the naked boy, you don't know if it's his, if it's his son or if it's himself, like being reborn because he's dying throughout the whole thing. So it's like his process of dying and his process of rebirth are like. Happening in real time, so when he dies, like the little boy will be grown up. Like it, it the shit is fucking crazy, and yeah, that's kind of like I mean, you read pretty deadly, the shit's yeah. fucking crazy too. Yeah, you know, like it, it's like that, and it, it's just it's just this weird, somber, psychedelic feel, and it's like so. Um, Kelly Sue DeConnick and Matt Fraction. Have a uh, a I guess you could call it a podcast, but it's an IGTV show <laughs> called Milk Fed Criminal Mastermind, and it's a um, it's like a video newsletter. Like they just don't have time to actually type it out, so they just do it in video format. 
and they tell you about what they're working on that's coming coming out. Uh, I'll, really? say I'll say something, but I can't make it out because he's not on the air. Okay, I think we were wrong. 13th Warrior is some kind of Viking shit. But I think I, I was about to right say, I'm like, is it, isn't that with like Antonio Banderas? In- yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I think the movie me and Mo were thinking of is Sukiyaki Western Django. That is another awesome one, but I'm not talking about that one. Uh, that's actually say, that's a uh, that's basically Django from Django Unchained in Japan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Django is a character that everybody uses in westerns. So sometimes he's black, sometimes he's a, he's Asian, sometimes he's like um he's, he's everything like, to everybody. Like, like yeah, like Candyman or La Llorona or Bloody Mary, you know. La Llorona is just one bitch that everybody's freaked out about. But but Bloody Mary is the same shit, and Candyman's the same shit, you know. So okay, it, yeah, it, it's like that. Like you know, it's one of those things that just transcends its genre and just goes through every culture. Django is like that. Only only doesn't get the partly because you know. Out of the 39 different appearances of Django, only like five were good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of Django movies. The same can be said about Dolomite. Yeah, it, it's like that. I, I would like, yeah. Only Dolomite didn't have like multiracial like incarnations. Yet. Yeah, like Ooh, White Django. Watched, I mean, White Dolomite. I watched White Dolomite. Like it I rhymes. Watched. Like White it, Dolomite. White yeah. Dolomite. Like he could still talk like a black dude like that in the seventies, <laughs> but be white. Like he 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 needs to have a perm or something going on. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I, I don't know if that's a movie we were even thinking about. Yeah. With this honky. Yeah. Look again. Keep looking. I just watched it the other day, but I was it. Is it the Warrior's Way? I think it's the Warriors' way. Because I know I've seen it. Um. So yeah. Uh, where was I? Yeah, so, that's oh, the one. Okay. So they have this this newsletter, and you know they talk about what they're reading. They talk about what they're doing that's coming up, and, and you know, and you know Kelly Sue DeConnick. Like I had seen pictures of her and Matt Fraction and the kids. Leo and I forget the other name of the kid, but they're at the Aquaman premiere. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing at the Aquaman premiere? And uh, yeah, she's got an Aquaman book coming out. And this Aquaman book, man, Larry, again, it, it feels like like a pretty deadly or like El Topo, which is what I was like. Okay, if Kelly Sue the Con- she didn't do that with Captain Marvel, <laughs> yeah. Like, Captain Marvel had none of that feel. Like, I, you know, I was thinking with, like, okay, Kelly Sue DeConnick is going to be writing an Aquaman book, but they're probably trying to do something with Aquaman that's a little, like, has to go into some kind of saga or something. They're not going to do something revolutionary or, you know, they're not going to let her do her thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm reading this book, and it takes place on this weird island talking about sacrificing things to the ocean and how the ocean is the what gave us life but we disrespect the ocean and you know it, it's kind of like Genesis 
one verse one where it's like at the beginning it was the void and then separated the light from the earth from the light from the dark you know that's how it starts off with the ocean and the earth you know and i'm like okay this feels kind of cool like kind of heavy and then i'm watching these people like complain about eating potato soup and you know and then the story unfolds and it turns out that this blonde dude that's serving the potato soup is aquaman he washed up on this island that they call unspoken water and he doesn't know who he is and, he, and nobody knows who he is, so they just give him random names that start with an A because he had an A on his belt buckle. <laughs> They're like, so, hey, Adam, come here. <laughs> yeah, so they call him Andy. Hey, asshole. Andy is like a name that, you know, means man. Like and the, the andro, you know, like prefix. Mm-hmm. So they, they just call him Andy, but then like the chick that you're drawn to in this book like part of the reason you don't think about Aquaman when you're reading these books, you're drawn to this this character that's a female. She's like a, a witch, or she stands out from everybody else. She has respect for the ocean, where everybody just fears it, and uh, and she calls him Arusio. And I'm like, what the fuck is Arusio? You know? And he goes, they call me Andy. He's like, yeah, but how do you know your name's not Arusio? Like, I found you. Like, I get to name you, not them. And then she gets sucked up by this big tidal wave. And he <laughs> he jumps in. Yeah, look. He jumps in to save her, and right when he touches her in the water, the water split like Ten Commandments, you know? And they're on dry land. Because he and touched her? Because he jumped into the ocean with a purpose. Like oh. He commanded the ocean on instinct, not like he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know why he's there. And then, then they just look at him and they're like, what the fuck? They're over here. You know, they can't harvest the ocean for food because they, they have their own superstitions about why they're there on that island. And then why they can't harvest fish. Like every time they harvest fish, it's like rotten. They, they've been dying. It's like a mass. All the fish they get are from mass, like deaths, like the red tides, you know? Damn. So they're like they they believe it's like some kind of curse and and all this and it goes into that but you know if you want to read that like if you want to hear about that read the fucking book you know it's on Comicsology right now for three fifty nine fifty cents off um you Good can buy it DC? on he- yeah you can buy it on Heck dot rocks I'm sure uh and yeah then, yeah yeah we'll, we'll go with yeah and you download it <laughs> Comicsology um but yeah and then right when that when he jumps in to save her and the sea splits, boom, to be continued. Oh, nice cliffhanger. And it's like, again, half this book, I didn't feel like an Aquaman book at all. It felt like something medieval, like medieval fantasy, medieval fiction. And it's not, it's kind of modern day. He just showed up. He, he, something happened where he landed on a, a place without his memory where all these people land that, you know, maybe the Bermuda Triangle, who knows? Kelly Sue DeConnell tell us. That's it just sounds like a lead really up to a crisis to me. It, it look, I'm surprised that DC let it get this weird, especially, you know, the week of the movie. Yeah. You know, I was I was expecting to read a book that she did that was just 
playing by DC editorial, and this doesn't feel like that. Like this feels like, yeah, maybe they 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 said here, you know, maybe they gave her notes, you know, like I actually wanna wanna talk to her and ask her like if she got notes on the original script, like. Is this like a filtered version of what she had thought for this book? Because if it is filtered, like, I want to see what she really wanted to do, you know? <laughs> That's wild. Also, Matt Fraction does a really good Jason uh, Momoa impression. Does he really? Yeah. He said, this is why I said hashtag the quaw earlier. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know. Because he said that at the premiere, he said, Jason Momoa told me, say, hashtag the quaw. <laughs> so he's not Aquaman anymore. He's the quaw. Yeah. That's funny. So this episode is going to be titled hashtag the quaw. <laughs> oh, dude. I don't, like... <sighs> Is it wrong that if people start liking Aquaman because of the version that Jason Momoa plays, that like I'm just that's not gonna be fun for me. Like I'm not gonna like that. Look, honestly, I'm telling you right now, you're gonna see this movie and be like, why didn't Marvel beat them to it and make a Namor movie? You think so? Yeah, like fucking Jason Momoa for Namor would have been a lot better than him for Aquaman. And I'm pretty sure they tapped into some Namor influences. Oh, I'm sure. To to get yeah, this like, Aquaman. Listen, Aqua, like, Namor is basically Aquaman with an attitude. Yeah. But so, it, but that's the thing. They just got to give him attitude. They, they turn him into Aquaman. Like, and they turn Aquaman into Namor, you know? And it's that's like, really why I like this book, because on the eve of the Aquaman Namor movie, <laughs> like, you don't know Aquaman's in it till three pages in. Until three pages from the end or three from pages in? In. And it's oh, okay. and, and it's it's a good it's a, a enthralling story up until that point, yeah. Until Aquaman comes in? No, no, no. Like uh like when you find out, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's Aquaman. But just those characters that you don't know, like, you're already sucked in. Gotcha. And the art's beautiful. Uh, I gotta give this dude uh, his proper due, because the art's but great. They they didn't make him look like Momoa, did they? No, 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 they didn't. No, he, he's... that that I, That's... Maybe I'm, I'm too, like, susceptible to this marketing and that's why I didn't know it was an Aquaman. I knew I, I didn't know it was Aquaman. Because <laughs> you forgot he was blonde. Yeah. I was expecting because they do have a movie cover where it's like Momoa Aquaman, but they lightened him up and then darkened Mira next to him. So <laughs> they look the same t- Yeah. They whitewashed him and then they tanned Mira so that they look like um similar tone. <laughs> it's he's funny. I was reading. Um, hmm? He's the penciler, and the inker is Daniel Henriquez, and then Sonny Cho is the colorist. Which the colors like really do like. There's stuff that happens in like flashback 
stuff that happens in the moment and stuff that happens like during a storm and after a storm. Like his scenes, the colors after the storm are like more vibrant than during the storm. And you know, I'm sure it's in other comics like that. They really stand out in this comic thanks to the 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 pencils and the inks, you know? Mm-hmm. And Clayton Cowles is the colorist, but he does a lot of stuff and yeah, it does. He's no Starkings. <laughs> well, who is except for Starkings? Uh, it's funny because I was reading a Namor book the other day. Um, you know they're doing that um, that that original Defenders like miniseries. Um, that so like each one of the Defenders have like has an individual book. And it was funny because I was reading this book, um, and I, I like I was just like, man, I, I like Namor so much more than Aquaman. Like <laughs> it's like it's just like he's just so much more interesting. And even like right now, like Namor has kind of went off on, like basically like. Oh, kinda... you said Defenders? You mean Invaders? No, no Defenders. Like the it's it's called the. Each each defender, the original defenders, is getting their own one shot. The, so this one's Namor, the uh, number one, the best defense. No, no, yeah, the best defense. And so they do Namor number one, Hulk number one, uh, Doctor Strange number one, Silver Surfer number one, the best defense. And then they'll do defenders, the defenders, the best defense number one. And so I think so. Hulk and the Hulk and the Namor have come out already, and I think uh, actually I think if if I'm not mistaken, I think actually last week the Silver Surfer and the Doctor Strange came out, and I think today the Defenders came out. I think. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, <laughs> like, I'm just, <laughs> like, I, just, I was so, waiting for you to talk about a Hellcat book, but. but. Well, Hellcat's not an original defender, though. I know, I know, but she's the one that's an MCU. Like, let's see. Look, but this—that that, thats why this interested me because I was like, this is not about MCU. This is like we wanted somebody decided they wanted to make a defender story, and they're like, no, the real defenders. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm like, oh, I'll give that a try just to see what that's like. Because I'm like, what? Wh-? Like, especially considering like where everybody's at right now. Like, I don't know where Silver Surfer is. As far as like you know, because I haven't been reading his book, but you know, He's I know surfing, that man. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I don't know where where his mind is at as far as like where the character's story has gone because I didn't get to read the Dan Slot one, and so, um, you know, I don't know really anything about Silver Surfer for like the past what four or five years, but I know like four or Doctor five Strange, years. Like, didn't they just finish the series last year? Yeah, but didn't it go like it went like two, three, four years, right? Yeah. It, it started was, it like in 2012, 2013. Yeah. So you so, didn't read any of those? I read maybe like the first like two or three. Like where like I, I, I remember reading the book where he met the, the young lady. I think and, that's the first one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look, I like I think I read and they went out into space and i remember her like saying like oh wow they're aliens and you know 
But I think after like the second or third one, I, I stopped. But I hear it's great. I mean, supposedly it's like award winning or award caliber type it's work. It's a great but, fucking book, but yeah, you know, you'll never know. <laughs> I, I, I think at some point I'll probably read it, but yeah, not not anytime soon. If I ever have another birthday, Larry. <laughs> what? What does that mean, Mo? What do you? That mean, well, I'm trying to let, let, let me finish. Let me finish. Oh, I was like, don't. Uh, don't you die. can get the hardcover on Heck Dot Rocks. Oh, oh, oh. really? Yeah. Heck Dot Rocks that has everything. They have everything. Actually, let me double check on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got I got Amazon links. It's probably on there. But, you know, Hulk is, like, in a real interesting spot right now. And Doctor Strange is in a real interesting spot. And then uh, Namor is... I mean, Namor basically kind of went back to almost like a villain. And so that's why I was just like, well, let me, you know, let me read this book and just kind of see what happens when these people come together. You you read the Hulk one? The Defender one? Uh, You know, I... Wait, wait, I'm trying to think. Did I? I? I haven't finished it. But I did start it. And <laughs> How big is it that you didn't finish it? No, it, you know what? It's just one. It's, it's one of those things. Like it, it's what happens with a lot of a lot of the time where I'll be sitting somewhere reading a comic, and then I'll get like a phone call or friggin' like an email will come in, and I'm just like I, I get disturbed and off track. And so like I've been one of one of my goals for 2019. Is to kind of set like set comic book reading times, just to be like, okay, I'm gonna st- uh, this hour is for reading comic books and everything. That, like, anything- that's actually my goal for 2019 too. Like Wednesdays is gonna be just that. Yeah, look, I, I'm right there with you. Where it's like, I don't like, I I'm gonna have to do more than just Wednesdays. It's because I won't read enough. Like, I can't set aside just the whole day. But I figure if I can get like two or three hours in the week even if i spread it out throughout different days that will be good for me to read the books i want to read regularly at the very least and then still get some like you know review stuff in and all that kind of stuff but i just want to be more consistent because i don't I, I don't like it like having a big feed pile you know what i'm saying like or backlog you know i don't like that i want to read my books i have a so. tub of comics that was given to me that i never read and there's some shit in there, dude. What kind of books? Um, a lot of Marvel. You should like you should Runaways. Oh, Runaways like Runaways is... One, I think. You need to read that. It's amazing. Oh man, but it's, it's a really good series. Yeah. There's a oh, what else is in there? There's like some it's, Thundercats. It's real shit. funny because it's real funny because in chat I see Tiger Claw typing. But I can and, hear him too. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, look, I'll, I'm like, why is his why is his keyboard mic'd? It's funny because <laughs> when I say play that music, it's like, oh, it's, it, or do the news, it, his mic is muted. But when he's typing, it's like, <laughs> uh, Tiger Claw is mischaracterizing my website. How so? He's talking shit. Oh, okay, there you go. But he's been talking shit about everything about me, like all day. Why? So <laughs> because he no, no, he, he has a very 
No, no. Yeah, go ahead. Go I mean, ahead. I mean, I'll Oscar was uh, Os- Oscar was very suspicious about your site because it might have a a virus for his PC, and I told him. And then you said that if you have a good virus protection, but then I said, uh, you say that because you are acknowledging the fact that your site does have a virus on it. I never acknowledged anything. As far as I know, I don't have any. Vi- I don't have any viruses on my site because I made my site and I didn't put any viruses into it. If you say so, but you know those ads it- can contain viruses. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Shut up. <laughs> is that is that how hey. that goes? Hey, yeah, hey, that's hey. how that goes because this guy was hey, talking shit earlier. So you geez. can't say. You can't say "fuck you" oh, the oh, claw thank without you for broadcasting. Exact. There we go. Also, that, keep in mind, I'm now the one steering the ship, so be a little more. And, and thank you for that, Tiger Claw. So you're the captain now. <laughs> yeah, I'm the captain now. So go on. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, Captain, my I, captain. I mean. I'm not part of Fantastic Forum, so. But thank you, uh, Larry. Fuck you, but thank you. Well, you could maybe maybe Larry. we'll audition you one day, if one of the hosts can't make it. <laughs> I love how he says we. Yeah, I mean, if if one of the hosts were not to uh, make it, you know, in 2019, let's just say. You know, one one of us. Are you uh, threatening the lives of Fantastic no. Forum? No, I'm just saying. You know, you know, with 2019 coming up, we never know what could happen. So, just for precaution, if uh, something happens, we could always audition you. Yeah, the show Tiger needs. Tiger Claw uh, secretly Tony Montana. Uh, this the show needs its uh, the show needs to meet its uh, Latino quota, in, in case one is missing. We have no quotas. That's what makes us and, and three Latinos. Oh uh, yeah. Um, two and a two and a half. I, I hey, mean, technically. Club. Yo. Did you watch Elseworlds? Uh, no, I didn't. But you have. <laughs> Thanks for the segue. <laughs> um, Larry, did you watch it? Did you finish I, it? I, I, I have I haven't even started it yet. Oh my god! I know, I know. I'm a bad comic book host. So everybody, 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 everybody loves it on the net. It's, it's the greatest crossover, and it's not. No, you don't like it. No. No, no, well, first of all, they called it Elseworlds. Nothing feels like Elseworlds except for the uh, the Supergirl episode. Like what? What? Well, let me ask you this question. What is like the essence of Elseworlds to you? Because I mean, Elseworlds encompasses a lot of things. So, yeah, the essence is a um, it, it's a familiar character that you know thrown into a different situation that you don't see in the main comics. Okay. Or in the main, in this case, the main TV shows. Uh huh. So, for example, like Barry and Oliver switching. Mm-hmm. Like to me, for it to feel Elseworlds, or for them to not even know that they're different, 
Ah, gotcha. Like, it's just that the whole time they, they felt like they've just been like that. And it really, what it is, it's somebody, it, it's Dr. Destiny um, rewriting reality, which is not an Elseworlds story. That's just a regular-ass fucking uh, Flash. What is it? Ooh. He's not even, like, I think he's, like, a Green Arrow villain or... Ooh. I don't know. Where's my phone? Doctor Destiny. Man. I forget. Like oh, Doctor Destiny is just some random ass villain from some comics that aren't even like good. <laughs> he, he's a D player. Well, he's a he's a A villain in a D hero. Oh. Uh, let's see here. Oh, so he's like he's a JLA villain, but yeah, it, it yeah he's rewriting history and he's got the 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 monitor helping him rewrite history to just test the heroes to see if they can stand up to the crisis. So he's creating a crisis to see if they can, and in the process, just destroy everything if they can't do it. So that again, that doesn't feel elsewhere. That feels crisis, you know. Gotcha. Or road to crisis, like Elseworlds. Yeah. If they wanted to give me Elseworlds, they would have just gave me a Flash episode where everything was just the Bat Family, but with those people in it, like Barry Allen. This, you know. Uh, <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah. Or make but, them all pirates. Well, but so, Elseworlds is weird, exactly. Or make them all pirates, or. You know, Superman lands in Africa and becomes Tarzan. You know, <laughs> so basically, like so that's basically, a, that's an actual is, that's an actual Elseworlds book. Like, so yeah, yeah, I, I've read that Elseworlds one. That's in name only. Is that what you're trying to say? Kind of like what they did with the Flashpoint episodes, where it was nothing like the original story. The Flashpoint episode, like, it's still a Flashpoint. It's just not the Flashpoint. You know. So you're saying this is not it, the Elseworlds? It, it, it's not in. It's not a Elseworlds at all. Like even like the the Supergirl episode started with her, like her sister's not her sister. Um, she's still Supergirl, but then Superman isn't her cousin. You know, like it, it still wasn't as Elseworlds as I would like it, but. It was like she was the same Earth 38 version of herself in this new world that isn't her world, you know? So ideally, you know, for it to be Elseworlds, like she would have been like Earth X, the the crisis on Earth X, the Earth X from it, if they would have just concentrated on just the Nazi like stuff. Like trying to take over like a Nazi story, kind of like that multiversity issue. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been a good Elseworlds, you know. Just on that, not trying to stop those people, just seeing them win, and then that's it. That's it. It's just a special, <laughs> an Elseworlds special, you know. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling that their next year's uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth is not going to be anything you expect. Well, it's going to be a crisis. It's just not going to be infinite Earths. I hope they kill Superman. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Larry, you get your clean-shaven 
<laughs> I don't believe it. They no, they didn't clean shave him. They put makeup on it. Like you can see that patches. Like oh shut up, are you they put, serious? Like a shitload of foundation on him. <clears throat> I, I guess they heard the show and they did it in post or something. So they so they but, did the it's whole Photoshop. So they did the whole Superman thing. Yeah, removing the beard, right? Look, they just put a lot of a lot of foundation on them. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, it is what it is. It, it, look, everybody says it's the best crossover. It's not. No, well, I guess I'll see it and get get an opinion. Get wrecked. <laughs> So what else are we talking about? Before? Whatever you want. I'm done. I did like my whole plan <laughs> for what I was going to do in case you didn't show up at all. I finished it. So there you have other stuff to talk about. Oh, we got Aquaman and Bumblebee coming out this weekend. Yeah, but we're not like they didn't come out, so we can't talk about it yet. Well, they're coming out. My. Uh... Yeah, but we can't. Look, today is not Friday. You can't I'm, see I'm, Bumblebee until I'm sure, I'm until sure John it, Cena gets out of the yeah, way. I'm pretty sure it baffled Mayor Young's mind that Bumblebee is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Nah, I'm I'm a little shocked. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, I'm it not looks shocked. Like, it looks like the best Transformers movie, yeah. but that's again a very low bar. I saw the trailer in the theater for Into the Spider Verse, and on the big screen, I'm like, ah, I might see this on the big screen. Yeah, I I, I have to uh, con- conscientiously object to the Bubble Bee movie. Like, I, I like, what if I take you? No percent, nah, man. Eighty percent. Maybe this is the one. This gotta like, be the some, one. This gotta be the one. Nah, nah, it's not the one. For me. Like, it, yeah, it's too like like if they're making a clean break. They, I will they, go watch it. Like no, it was they, like, no, no, oh, this is they, like the, okay. the filmmakers were listening to you. You wanted a Transformers in the eighties. You got it. No, no, no. This is not Transformers <laughs> in the eighties. This is a calm down, GZ. A Transformer. It's like it's okay. It's all right. Like I'm just like nah. If it was clean, like if if Bumblebee had a face, and they're like, oh, this is a different Bumblebee. Maybe then I'd go see that, but. As long as he has a bay face, I'm good. Yeah, but they, they bay still, face. They, but they still they still look like the '80s Transformers shape wise, and that's what you always wanted. Too, too little, too little, too late. You wanted the boxy what I wanted four movies ago. You wanted the boxy Transformers, and you got them. <laughs> the only compromise is that they have to keep the faces, but. All their body parts are boxy now, and that's what you wanted, so you got it. Yeah. You're gonna you're yeah. gonna watch this movie. But you're want... gonna watch this movie, and you're gonna love it. I can guarantee you that. Oh, that that sounds Wait. like uh like an order. I mean, Listen, you are going. To it, I won't be. I, I just know. I just know. You know. You 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 might say something, <laughs> you, know, you might not like it, but then when you see it, it changes your mind. I have that feeling. Yeah, I doubt it's going to You might not like it, but you're going to like it. <laughs> but man, Bumblebee and Aquaman. It sounds like something Harvey Weinstein once said. <laughs> but, but man, Bumblebee and Aquaman are facing a hump 
uphill battle this weekend. An uphill battle because I don't know how they're going to go up against Mary Poppins Returns. I don't oh, that know. piece of shit? Uh, uh, are, are you a wrestling promoter now? Because that's what it sounds like. No, no. I'm, you, you don't think Mary Poppins will beat those two movies? I think it could. I hope not. I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. You probably haven't seen the first one. I honestly can't remember. Can can the songs in that new Mary Poppins possibly be better than the ones from the old one? Uh, possibly. Probably you know, not. they're not because they're not like updating them or anything. They're brand new I, songs. It's new songs, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all songs original songs. Oh, that's even it, worse. It's a, it's a sequel. It's not a reboot <laughs> or anything like that. It takes place after the first one. Only a couple of years. Yeah. And that's what I'm oh, saying. Great. I'm just like, I don't. I, yeah, I, I want nothing to do with it. Where, where's a uh, Where's Song of the South two? Why Why don't we just <laughs> sequel everything? The Song of the South two. <laughs> but I mean, I won't lie. The Mary Poppins, Poppins movie doesn't look like a bad movie. It's just not for me. Like I don't need to see that. Maybe because you didn't. Even grow though up I'm curious, curious about the music. Maybe you didn't grow up watching hmm? the original. Like no, no, I'm good. Or you just don't have any nostalgia for it. You have your nostalgia for your Transformers, but you don't have nostalgia for Mary Poppins. What the, I mean, what does that say about I mean, <laughs> I, I literally said I'm not going to go see Transformers or Mary Poppins. So, I was, look, I, I do have nostalgia for for uh, Transformers, but... I do appreciate that the... Huh? I appreciate the Transformers toys that came out. They have, they have a bug bumblebee. In the old bug style. Hey, you Finally. Wanted a, you wanted a Volkswagen yeah. Beetle? You got one. What, what more could you ask for? I wanted a Volkswagen Beetle in 08. German engineering. Or when did, when did the first Transformers movie come out? Was that 08? Or was it later yeah, than that? That was <laughs> earlier, dude. Hmm. No way. It can't be earlier. Was it earlier? I mean, what could... I mean, what, um, could, what, what more do you want? You got John Cena in this joint. Now I want to. I want to say oh seven. I don't want what, what John Cena. How's John Cena selling point for a Transformers movie? He's a good actor because he's John Cena. He's an okay actor. I don't look. I'm not. I mean, don't get, I like John Cena. Like I think that he's a great wrestler, and I think that he can. He's a good enough actor. But <laughs> that's not. You know, he's no I, rock. I've I'm never not, seen I'm, him in anything, though. Look, The Rock. The Rock wouldn't make me be able to like excite me enough to go see a Transformers movie. And I love The Rock, but I'm not gonna be like, oh man, I'm gonna go see Transformers now because The Rock's in it. Like, look, Transformers shouldn't be about people. <laughs> it's like all all the stars in a Transformers movie should be playing a robot. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. I bet there are more Transformers yeah. in this movie than you see people in this movie. If people, that's if, if no, the critics like, are no loving way. this movie, if the critics are loving this movie, that can only mean that there are more Transformers in this movie, screen time wise, than we do see of humans. Maybe. Look, aren't the critics the ones that usually don't know the source material? I guess it depends on what kind of movie. It depends on the critics. But yeah, Some critics may be well-versed in the source material than others. That's true. It's funny because there's like a guy on on NPR 
and he's like, like I, I don't know what what outlet he like does reviews for, but this guy is like a hardcore anime guy, but he sounds like an old white dude. <laughs> is it Bert? So it's, it's, that's that's huh? about right. Is it Bert? Yeah. Huh? That's about right. But I'm saying, like, you know, it's one thing if you're like an older white dude, but he doesn't sound like older. He sounds old. I'm like, no, I, I look if you if you really want to know like good anime, you have to be like forty, fifty. But if you really want to be an expert, like, you gotta have gotten in earlier than that. So a sixty year old dude that reviews anime, I, I can buy that. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, mad that he gets a job with NPR and not us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're looking forward to his review of Battle Angel Alita. Or Alita Battle Angel, whatever they call it. Look, let Tyra Clark, just play that wrap-up music, alright? <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. But anyways, uh, you're going to go see Bumblebee and you're going to love it. No ifs and or buts. You're going to finally come up and say, you know what? Bumblebee was pretty good. I expect to hear a full review of this movie next week. Or, I don't know if you're doing a show next week, but next, uh, whenever the show... Uh, I think we are, but who knows. Because I'm going to be seeing... Thank you for broadcasting. I'm going to see all three of these movies this weekend. Something I have never done before. All three movies. Wrap up music. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right. (laughs) Heck, man, what's your final thought? Uh, happy thanks. Uh, happy Christmas, everybody. Get drunk and buy stuff from Hectrox if you haven't bought anything already. I saw that they have the PlayStation Classic for seventy five dollars on Hectrox. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, feel free to buy it. I've heard not good things, but hey, I hear it's hackable. Yeah, that's that's the good thing I heard. Like you can play all sorts of games on it. But yeah, Larry. Uh, oh, sorry, Tire Claw. What's your final thought? Go see Into the Spider Verse. Hands down, the best Spider-Man movie ever. And I mean that. And go see uh, Aquaman, Bumblebee, and Mary Poppins all at the same time <laughs> this weekend, if you can. <laughs> Same time, same theater. Not same time, but, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday will be better. Yeah. So there you have it. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to talk and do things and do this at the same time. So go ahead. Uh, Larry, what's your final thought? Everybody... Have a happy holiday. Have a, a merry Christmas. Uh, be 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 nice to one another, please. You know what I'm saying. Go out and treat everyone you see with uh, dignity and respect and kindness. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, sh- you should do it with the venom voice. Uh, Pussy. No. Uh, for the rest of us, uh, yeah, we're here on allgames.com. We will be here next week, even though it's, you know, the holiday. we usually take the holidays off, but we will be here. Ozzo broadcast, 
and he'll tell you everything he said in chat that you couldn't hear today because <laughs> he was too busy to be on today for whatever reason. And always subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on Spotify now. Get us on Spotify, Podbean. But more importantly, get us on allgames.com. And we are off the air. Thank you, Tiger Claw, for broadcasting. Um, you're welcome. Now I thanks for now calling in. Hey, no problem. I am yeah. going to see all no three problem. of these movies on the weekend, but I'm going to see it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I just got to figure out which movie to see first. Man, you're gonna have to let us know if you like Bumblebee or not, Tiger Claw. We're all going to be wondering. Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it. <laughs> and I'm pretty oh, sure I'm going to I'm pretty, like I'm pretty why sure did you say like that too, on the so. air I'm pretty sure I'm going to like uh, Aquaman as well and I'm pretty sure I'm going to like Mary Poppins Returns and that's because you guys I need to reserve like 45 minutes for Tiger Claw I, 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 I have nostalgia for the original so I want to see it got so, it yeah It's not my. It's not my Sounds most fit. anticipate. It's not my most anticipated movie, but I. I still want to see it because of the nostalgia. In fact, Which what am I those, supposed to do for you, next week? In fact, Which one of those three mo- movies are you most excited to see, Tiger? And Kong? you know, you know what, you know what, my most anticipated movie is. <laughs> ever since, ever since, uh, well, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. That's gonna be my most anticipated movie. <sighs> Ever since the official Twitter account for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie came out, it started trolling the fans really hard. And just because of that, that is basically going to be my most anticipated movie of 2019. And I hope that they release the trailer because people are losing their shit over the silhouette and the legs. Beefy legs. Yeah, man. Sonic never skips leg day. You know, you got you gotta work out. Leg day. I said I meant I meant leg day. I I don't know why word leg. I don't know where leg came out. It's a Freudian uh-huh. slip. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alright. Anyway, next week uh, I'll come back with that. Uh. Yeah, next week. What was uh, I supposed to read? What script? The Justice oh. League script? Oh, the Snyder yeah. Cut script. Uh, yeah, next All week. Right. Yeah, I'm going to look for that. Review, yeah, we, next week we got to review Aquaman and Bumblebee. So, I don't know how you. <laughs> I don't know how you guys are gonna be able to review two movies that came out on the same uh, weekend. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. Gonna, like, gonna I thought be, you were gonna, gonna do no, no, all you know, that it's, review. It, it's not gonna be that hard because it's gonna be one of those. Ep- it's gonna be one of those episodes that's gonna be really long. One of those shows that's going to be really, really long. A couple of hours. To no. a point where I have no. to go to bed in the middle of the night while you guys are still talking. You know, awesome. if we do our 12-star program, we'll never have to do those shows again. 
uh, yeah, but that. And thanks to a uh, mayor. Thanks to Mayor, I got a Dark Phoenix Saga for the kid next door. Nice. And that came in today. Oh, good stuff, man. Man, that book is clean as fuck. Yeah, it's a good book. Uh, Uh, I'm going to try to read it before I give it to him. Yeah, do it. Clean? Well, if you're going to... Make sure you don't put any fingerprints on it. Make sure you wear gloves. Mm, No. I love how Tiger Claw uses his A material when we're not on the air. <laughs> I mean, Alright, I gotta go. Gotta, I gotta, gotta watch him. You gotta yeah. use gloves, man, because you don't want... You, you don't, you don't, I don't know where those hands have been when you're touching that comic, when you're giving it as a gift. It's so weird, I felt like you've said that before. <laughs> I don't think... But yeah, Good night, guys. I, I gotta go, yeah. I gotta go too, guys. Yeah, I gotta I watch the Ink Master for I gotta, I gotta upload it, too. Alright. <laughs> Fuck. Thank, thank Good you guys. I was, uh, I'll talk to you all later. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. And Merry Christmas to all. And Happy New Year. Whatever. Okay. All right.